The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making um, you talk. Did you admit this on the radio? I wipe my dog's bums. Oh, gosh. I wipe my dog's bums. I wipe my dog's bums, all right? I wipe my dog's bums. Oh. There's a voice that keeps on calling me. Down the road, it's where I'll always be. Hello? Every stop I make, I make a new friend. Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone again. Maybe tomorrow, I'll want to settle down. Until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on. Down this road that never seems to end. When you adventure lies just around the bend. So if you want to join me for a while, just grab your hat, come travel like that's old style. You're a fan. Maybe tomorrow I want to settle down. Oh, Until tomorrow, the whole world is my home. Oh, well. So if you want to join me for a while, just grab your hat, come travel like that's old style. What are you beeping on about? Maybe tomorrow I want to settle down. Until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on. I wipe my dog's bum. I wipe my dog's bum, alright? I wipe my dog's bum. Hello? You're a fanny. What? on the radio I wipe my dog's bums dirty, dirty, oh gosh I wipe my dog's bums dirty, I wipe my dog's bums alright I wipe my dog's bums dirty, dirty. that is the filth that replaced myself and Catherine when we were off yesterday we took the night off you were fed fake news yesterday we weren't at the theatre we were at a rock and roll concert. Went to see half of XTC. Haley is not my producer. Christo seemed to think she was. And people who wipe their dog's bottoms like Christo Fufas, ass, Christo Foof, ass, are dirty, depraved, sick, coprophilic, bestiality perverts the worst kind of humans i can think of that is disgusting we're listening to that at the mcdonald's drive-thru on the way back from swindon 
It's like 15, 20 minutes out of Swindon. Put me off my chips. Well, it didn't. Well, it could have. It could have. It could have. It didn't. Nearly put the, me off my it, chips. Well, well no. didn't even come it, close. It might have. But it could have done, because it was such a disgusting image. And also, it was a disgusting image on our radio show. You might as well just... Marshall, Chrissy, you might as well just got your willy out and done a wee on my mum's breasts. That's, a, that's how offensive. I don't know, I can't speak for Catherine. Um, but I, I, legally I can't because I have been recently and she's she slapped an injunction on me. Um, so we'll, no doubt we'll hear her opinion in a bit. Also got a document that says exactly how much uh, airtime I have to give her. And, uh, I Loads. 45%. Yeah. Flipping it. But that's by the by. That's irrelevant. That's, that's, that's for the courts to dis- decide. And that's happening again next Tuesday. So they have to decide that. Then that's fine. Um, but I was disgusted. I was offended. Is this really the direction that um, Murdoch wants to take this ship? People accuse us of being lavatorial in infantile. And he was talking about sex crime against a dog's bum hole? I've never interfered with a dog's bottom. No. Although we have seen remember in Manchester yeah tell the listeners what we saw well weren't they wheeling it around am I imagining that am I putting two two stories no, together no it happened. it happened they were wheeling it around in some sort of dog push chair yep yep okay with kind of a net front to it so that obviously so that the dog could see where it was going because yep. that's important apparently when you're being wheeled around yep. and you've got four perfectly working legs go on carry on they let the dog out yes they did they allowed it to squat. Yep. While it was squatting, one of them was reaching for a bag which it later transpired held wet wipes. Yep. The other one was holding a bag underneath the dog's jacksie so... Cat caught it. So that they could catch it. Caught it. And then... And then they, they wiped got, its backside. They didn't just do that. They then wrapped toilet paper around their finger and a finger was inserted and wiped around. And there was an... Yeah. <laughs> So here's the thing, right? I can only apologise to the listeners um, yesterday. No doubt you were morally offended by that disgusting filth from Christo Foof ass. Um, I- I'm sorry. I was offended. We were, we were, we were, I was in shock. I wish I had that clip to hand. I've got to sort these clips out. I've got to sort these clips out for tomorrow. It's disgusting. That's close enough for me. I've got to sort these clips out tomorrow because tomorrow we've got um, DJ Doug Pound coming on the show from Hollywood at midnight. And he's brilliant. He's a comedian and he makes short films and I tweeted a couple of them and he's very, very funny. He also is an editor. And if you've ever seen Tim, or, Tim and Eric, uh, awesome show, uh, he kind of invented, you know, this, this innovative style of editing. I think he's brilliant. But also he plays sound clips on Tim Heidecker's podcast, Office Hours, which I listen to a lot. Oh, he's that guy. He's that guy. So, I just... Tomorrow, I've just got to be... A biddly, biddly bong. Up to speed with my clips. Because this could be... And, and, and the, the debacle yesterday that was the bum... The dog bum show um, has, has made me more determined. I want to go and work in Hollywood, California, America. Blimey! It's true. That's where I want to go. So I believe that over there you can have sex with robots. No, I totally disagree with sex with a robot. Tough! You're not invited! It's disgusting! Neither are you! So I want to get my, I want to get my hotkeys up to speed for tomorrow. So that's tomorrow's project, is to man up, snowflake, pull your socks up, 
Stop crying! I boy, those baby tears! My boy had another crying thing at school today. Hmm. We don't know why. And I had a little chat with him on the phone, and I asked him, is it the divorce? Is it... He said, no, no. I said, do you know why? He said, no, I don't. I said, did you feel better after? He said, yeah, I felt better after. I said, okay, well, that's something. I said, next if it happens again, while it's happening, try and see if you can think about why you're doing it. My boy, my, my six-year-old just started crying a couple, of day, a couple of days in a row at school, and we don't know why. Um... And and I spoke to him on the phone, and he sounded cool. You can't. Obviously, it's difficult to tell on the phone. I've got him this weekend, so I'll, you know, I'll, I'll take him on his own for a bit, and we'll be reading and playing. I say, by the way, yeah, this crying at school. Do you? Should we talk about that? Is there anything I can do to help? But he sounded very earnest when I said, "Is it?" You know, because we're not living together. He said, "No," and I said, "Is, is, is anything happening at school? Are you getting picked on?" He said, "No, no, no. It's not that." And he sounded very earnest, and you know, you, there was no hesitancy yeah. in those. So I, I believe that. But um, it'll come out. It'll come out. It'll come out. I'll beat it out of him if I have to. If that's what it takes. That's what it takes. I take my belt to him, and I, I will get it out. I will thrash it out of him. Can I urge you to reserve that as a last resort? Start with the slipper. Thank you very much, Catherine. You see, she's good. She's good, despite what everybody's been saying online. She's good. 0344 499 is the telephone number. If you um, want to uh, give us a call, you'd be very, very welcome. I've only just woken up. Oh, well, you're in for a treat, you see? When it works, it works. Did you or didn't you? Oh, where's that from? <laughs> He's at Stansfield on the... Uh, Did you or BBC didn't breakfast you? breakfast couch. Oh. Banana. I know exactly what that was. That was when one of the presenters said that Prince had come on to her in a disco. Oh, I don't remember. And so Lisa Stansfield asked the question that we all wanted to know the answer to. Yeah, the answer to that was most definitely yes. So, um, so apologies for the... the, By the way, if you do wipe your dog's bum, uh, I've, I've done it, I've done it, Twice when there's been a, when there's been a very runny bottom situation, that of course is fine. That's not perverted. No, no, because that's just that's just manners. Exactly, manners maketh the manny. I think. <laughs> I th- by the way, where what's happened to him? Um, I don't know, Manny. If you're listening, maybe he's working so hard, or maybe he's working and he got money and he got drunk. Well, that cycle sometimes happens. Okay, well, I'm sure I'm joking, Manny. I know you'll you'll take it as the joke it is. Um, would like to hear from Manny. I'd like to hear from you, Manny. I was thinking about you the other day, brother. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think if your dog's got a very shaggy bottom, then it's got to be something you you consider. But although I do know that uh, I had a friend with a dog with a very shaggy bottom, and what she'd do was give it a number one all round. Just for cleanliness okay, purposes. Okay, number one when you're talking about toilets is confusing. It's inappropriate. Tell so what we're going to do. In a minute, we're going to speak to... Um, well, no, in a minute, we're not going to speak to anyone. Oh. In a minute. Oh, 11 o'clock, we've got Gary Smart coming on. If you came to the Rabbit Hole Picture Show on Saturday... Uh, Gary Smart was the the expert that we had on. He's coming on at 11. He's a cool guy. We like him a lot. He's got a lot to talk about, including documentaries and a show he's doing for Amazon Prime. So we're doing that. The Rabbit Hole Picture Show is happening again, November the 25th. It's a two o'clock show. Although I have to say, we haven't sold very many tickets. We've sold 11. Okay. Out of 65. And it's kind of, and I know people, a lot of people like buying tickets nearer the, nearer the date. Here's the thing. If we don't sell a shed load more tickets. We'll have to cancel it. In the next 10 days, we're going to have to cancel it. We're going to have to cancel it. Maybe it's a bridge too far, and it's fine. Hey, never be, uh, never be embarrassed to, to fail. And if we have to cancel it, we have to cancel it. But we need to sell, uh, we need to sell a load more tickets in the next ten days. Otherwise, we've got to knock it on the head. Um, so, guys, 
Um, you, you know, those. if you want to come along, you'd be very welcome. It's only eight quid. You get to see American Movie, which is a great documentary. And it's left me scratching my head. Is it that, that people want kind of camp horror films like Fright Night? Is it that people just don't fancy coming to see a movie with us? That's fine. That's understandable. I dig that. Um, so uh, if you want tickets, if you go to ianlee.com slash event, ianlee.com slash event, you'll see all the, my live events there. Uh, including the Rabbit Hole Picture Show in London on the 25th of November. It's 2 o'clock on a Sunday afternoon. It's 8 quid. Get to hang out with us. We haven't got a guest yet, but I'm trying. Um, if, you, if you want to come, can you buy the ticket sort of soon? Because if, if we ain't sold enough in 10 days, we're going to have to do uh, the venue a favour and we're going to have to pull out because I, we, we need, you know, they, they've cut us a great deal, but we need to have people there. We can't rock up with, with 15, 20. We can't even rock up with 30 people. That would not look great. So, just saying, just saying, guys, uh, we're not going to talk to anyone. After this, Rainbow George is going to talk to Ken. Oh. That could be, um, could be something. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Here they come. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the phone number. This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle. After hours amusement for anarchists, air hostesses, and jet lag antipodeans. Can I covers? Can I crash on your floor? The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call about anything you want. Um, George, say hello to Ken. Hello, Ken. Ken, say hello to George. Away you go, gentlemen. And good evening to you, Ian, and to Catherine. Yes, it's a hello, Ian, evening. So, um, on Halloween. And uh, what were you calling in to talk to Ian about, Ken? I was calling to talk about uh, the occult and Halloween and what's all involved in that uh, situation, where it, where it originates from. It originates from the, uh, the Roman Catholic Church, George, from the... Feast of All Saints. It's also called the Feast of All Souls. Right. It's a Roman. This is a Roman Catholic uh, supernatural feast day where supposedly uh, lost souls are tramping throughout the world in their so-called place of purgatory, which of course is demonic. There's no such place in the Bible. I was wanting to talk about that to Ian if that was, had been okay. And talk, talking about to the occult. T- talking about the Bible. Did you check on the things we? spoke about last time? I did, yes. And you saw that every gospel contradicts the other? No, no, they don't contradict at all, George. What do you mean they don't contradict? <laughs> every Each gospel has a different inscription on the cross. Each gospel writer sees a different inscription on the cross. What happens to Jesus on the cross is different in each gospel and oh no 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 so sorry i don't want to argue with you george but that is not true see in the gospels there are four different accounts from four different viewpoints of the life of jesus so what is actually termed as 
contradictions are actually just different viewpoints. For example, if you and if you are watching a, a murder take place and, and you and I are watching a murder and, and suppose you, me and Ian and Catherine are watching a murder take place, the police would come and ask us all for our individual testimony. Now, they might vary in some instances, but uh, different uh, from different angles, but the same truth would come forward that some man was killed and we observed the killing. Each gospel contradicts the other. The first gospel was written about 30 years after these events were supposed to have happened. And uh, I, I find it astonishing that you can't see that it's all a, a myth with a deeper meaning. That. There's not an iota of proof that, that, that Jesus ever existed. And, and, and uh, I, I, I really find it uh, astonishing and bewildering that someone who, who reads the Bible can't... can't well, that's your choice, George. If you don't want to believe in Jesus or believe what the words are taught in the Bible, that's your choice. That's the choice of most of the mankind, actually. But all I can say to you is this, from my understanding and experience, when I read the Bible and began to pray and ask God to give me understanding of who Jesus was... Jesus said you do not need to pray. Well, well, listen, just let me tell you, George, then you can come back if you want. When I actually began to call upon the name of Jesus and ask for help, something actually happened. God gave me understanding and revelation and changed my life when I asked for forgiveness and trusted in Jesus. Are, 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 you, aware that, are you aware that, that the name of Jesus never existed till about 400 years ago when the letter J came in? To the English alphabet. Well, there's no point of us arguing about this much further, George. I would, would you like to discuss about Halloween and the occult? Would you like to talk about that? I don't mind. I don't yes, mind. Well, what... This time, 42 years ago, I, I found myself involved in, in the occult, and I was made to suppose myself to be in to telepathic communication with a friend of mine who had died a few years earlier yes. and uh, he, he guided me to read the, the 66 books that make up the King James Bible and read it in a very different way and to see the truth behind all, all the myths in, in, in Old Testament and New Testament scripture. Well, George, here's, a, here's something maybe to consider, and I've checked this all out thoroughly. Uh, by the grace of God, I've been a born-again Christian for 37 years, but I've checked out the prophecies in the Bible. 27% of the Bible contain predictive texts, prophecies. And these, the wonder is, the fulfillment of these prophecies has been up to date, up to this present time, have been 100% accurate and in detail. Now, when I began to study that all out and check that out, I realized that the prophets who wrote that, they couldn't have had that knowledge. The knowledge they had, which they wrote down in the Bible, had to come from another source, and, and that uh, source is the Holy Spirit. And who, who is the false prophet, if not Jesus? Because in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, he, he prophesies that he's going to return in 
great splendor while the generation he's speaking to would still be around. And now, 2,000 years later, he still hasn't returned. So Jesus is clearly the false prophet. No, no, I appreciate your understanding of that, uh, uh, George. However, Jesus, that's in Matthew chapter 24, Jesus speaks about specific specific events which are coming in the future, and he says the generation which sees these things develop and take place, no, he doesn't. specific generation, no, he see has returned. No, he doesn't. He says, he says, many of this generation will still be alive when I return in great London. And that's in Matthew, Mark and Luke. No, no, that's not, that's near. I'm sorry, George, you're, you're not, you're mis- not misquoting, uh, not accurately here. The Bible I'm quoting Jesus very accurately. But listen, getting back to the occult here, uh, what do you think about, the, the, for example, uh, the situation of uh, the international occult Three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. The Giggle Factory is open for business. Um, did your kids go trick or treating this evening, Catherine they Boyle? They did. They went separately. For oh. once, I was not involved at all. Uh, yes. The youngest went to a party straight from school. Yep. And the eldest went with her grandma and my uh, sister's boys. And you're happy knowing that they'll be going to hell as a direct result of um, that? Oh, there's not just that they'll be going to hell okay. for. They're terrible children. Uh, my boys went tonight. I didn't go. Didn't go. This is the thing of living. Away, I miss missed all that. And my, yeah, I broke my heart yesterday. My youngest said, "You going to come trick or treating with us?" Daddy can't come today. Daddy can't come. Um, so Can you, you not know. whip him round to uh, Betty's on Saturday. <laughs> I don't know. I've not seen Betty for a while. You probably could, you know. She'd probably like probably, it. Probably, I probably could. I probably could. But um, yeah, I feel a bit lousy about that. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Good evening, Alistair. Evening, 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 Carl. Hello. I hope your call isn't going to be as dull as it was to Christo Foof ass last night. Well, you heard that. That was pretty good. No, it wasn't. It was, we, it was awful. We came out for one of the most joyous experiences ever, seeing half of XTC playing songs such as um, Ball and Chain, Making Plans for Nigel, and Statue of Liberty. Um, and then we got in the car and you're, you're droning on. Okay, well, that's your view. That okay. is my, that I, is my I, view. I respect As a professional, award-winning broadcaster, my view is worth uh, ten times that of yours. Thank you. Anyway, well. the Very reason well. I'm ringing tonight yeah. was because, um, unfortunately, I can't make your London movie shows okay. because of... In fact, I live in Lincolnshire. That will do it. That will do it. That will do it. That will do it. Hard to get there, but I did watch American movie today. It's good, isn't it? And I just say I'd like to recommend it that people should go to go. your show and go. watch it because it? it's absolutely um, hilarious in places. It's very sad in places, yeah. and altogether, it provides an absolute roller coaster oh. of uh, fun and pathos. Oh! oh. Hey! 
Hey, film 2018 now, with Alistair. Now I feel bad that um, I had a go at you at the start, but Catherine told me to do right. it. I no, never, Catherine told me I, to do I, it. I never. You did, actually, yeah. in the car yesterday. You're going, here, Ian, I hope you, when he calls in next, you batter his ears and leave him a bloody, <laughs> leave him a bloody stump. <laughs> bloody stump, eh, Alistair? Chance would be a fine thing. Ooh! Can um, I just say as well yes? that I enjoyed um, Judge Boyle's um, thing that she did with me last week. I think that she's a good judge. What did you do? What, what thing did you do? Did you flatter That's private. Okay, uh, Alistair, that's private. But thank you very much indeed. She's a terrible judge, terrible human being, um, uh, but a great friend. Yeah, and a girl gotta make rent. Girl gotta, girl gotta pay. Speaking of making rent, um, you would have thought that Jennifer Lopez would have made enough rent by now, but mm-hmm. it turns out that um, she hasn't. Have you seen the pictures of her? Yeah, I don't know if anyone um, noticed, but she doesn't appear to be wearing any drawers. She's got... She's, have you seen it, Sam? She's wearing, like, a sort of green sheet. Yeah, with a uh, hole in it. Like, you know, if your mum made you a really rubbish um, fancy dress costume. Yeah. I can see her boobs. I can see, see her, her butt. butt. But I can, I can imagine her wadge. <laughs> it really is. Uh, you think that she's... I mean, she's... It says she's 49, but no. she's been 49 for ages. She's not four years older than me. I had a moment today. I had several moments today. God, coming off these pills is doing my nothing. Honestly, today, today I was, I was, um, today I was. I'm going to say this. Can I say this? Yes. Yeah, Can I say it? Today I was, I was really thinking about killing myself. I was thinking about it. I wasn't going to do it. I wasn't going to act on it. But I was just sat there, looking at a picture of my boys, and they. <laughs> I'm going to kill myself. I wasn't going to do it, but I was just thinking that's, that, that was actually, for, it seemed like a really sensible option. Um, so I, I, so instead I went to bed. Going to bed at two o'clock in the afternoon, ten past two it was, was the safest option. Honestly, coming off these pills, and you've seen it because you came around to look after me, man. God bless you for that. Um, it, it is, it's knocking me for seven. It tells lies, is what tell it does. Tell me lies, tell me sweet little lies. Tell me lies. It's not, it's completely sent me a rocking and a rolling, yeah. a rocking and a reeling. But having looked at some of, if you look online and look up like Venlafaxing withdrawal, you will yeah. see that it's a really common experience, but it, it feels like it's driving you nuts. But here's the thing, right? If I didn't have the kids, if I didn't have you as a friend, and if I didn't have to come to work today, right? Imagine those three things were gone. So I was a lonelier soul than I am. And that feeling today of being suicidal was a proper fe- proper dark... I think killing myself is going to be the right thing to do. It was a proper dark vibe. If I hadn't have had those... The, 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 the holy trinity of uh, idiots, idiot and job, I can see how people do it. Mm-hmm. I can see how people could do it because it was like, well, what else is there? I'm go- OK, I've got to go to bed. Um, and they say when you, one of the side effects of taking antidepressants can be get this guys suicidal feelings taking antidepressants can make you feel suicidal there are stats out there i don't know what the stats are there are stats of of people primarily young people i think who get put on um and there are some i don't want to say which drugs i think so i'll probably get it wrong but there are some drugs one of which i think i've been on at some point there are some drugs where there is a higher instance of people killing themselves than other drugs. But is that because of the chemicals involved? Yeah. Or is it because when people go to the doctor and get given these things, they assume that they're going to feel better straight away? And no. So when they don't... No, it's the, it's the chemicals involved. Right. It's a combination of both, of course. It, but it's, it's the chemicals involved. The chemical change 
can make you feel suicidal. So you could go in feeling depressed and anxious, and you, but not necessarily suicidal. You get this, this certain pill. It's a pill that I took that I didn't really get on with, I think. Um, and it can make you cross that line into killing yourself. There are stats on it. I, I'll, I'll dig up the stats at some point. I'll find them. It'll be a fun read, won't it? Um, and if you've got a good doctor, a good psych, they, they will say. My doctor told me that. And... Um, if you read in the, uh, the, 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 the little booklet. No one reads the little booklet that comes, but you, I, I do. I like to, because you go, Jesus, we're screwed. Um, it's, it says it in there. Um, but I didn't but, know coming off them would make you feel like that. Yeah. But, yeah, if I didn't have you and the kids and, and, and work, and I was living a lonely life of not really seeing people, I could have killed myself today. I could have done it. Isn't that? I mean, it's crazy. I'm feeling... And right now I feel lousy. I feel physically sick. I was shaking earlier on because I hadn't eaten enough. So I just went and had about six chocolate bars to get some sugar. I've got Coke on the go because I need a bit of sugar. Um, and uh, I, I kind of feel all right. I feel flat. But uh, I feel flat. I mean, I was just out there in the office crying. I have a little crying. Guys, can I have a hug? I'm crying. I feel really snappy. And I've warned you that I'm snappy. And that, um, no, not even snappy, argumentative. I can feel that subsiding a bit now we're in here. But I didn't want to talk to you out there because if you'd have said something, I'd have told you to F off. That, and I can feel that. I, mean, I was thinking, we should say something so I can tell her to F off. But I was also well enough to know, and I'm, and I'm aware enough. I'm doing some step, we're doing my step one again in, in NA. I'm aware enough that, to know that it wasn't real, that it wasn't my actual thoughts. It was thoughts I was having, they were real, but they were coming from a from a place, from a chemical place, as opposed to coming from something. So um, so that's that. And I feel embarrassed telling you this. Why do you feel embarrassed? No, that it's important that you tell me. I'm going to start crying. I swear <laughs> to God, I'm all over the place. Is yeah. this someone said, right? I don't know if this... I don't know. Someone, some, A woman tweeted me, said, oh God, it sounds like the menopause. Is that what the menopause is like for women? It's an I don't know, I'm not there yet. No, I know, but I, uh, maybe... But I, I don't, remember my mum being... It, terribly difficult to get along with yeah and you know what i'm like there's one or two days a month where i'm irrational and i know i'm doing it and i know that it's coming from it doesn't feel like it's i, I know that I'm, it's not someone else's fault oh. i just feel furious it's and it's pa- a bit it's like payday. it's a bit <laughs> it's a bit like um do you remember when you were a teenager and you'd go off on your mum yeah and you realized you were being an ass and yeah. you didn't know where it came from but you just felt furious it was that yeah. and i get that like once a month Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Skip that trail. Skip it because we we got a load of calls. Um, let's go to John in Highbury. Good evening, John. Hi, John. Um, hi, Ian. Sorry. Hello, John. Can you hear uh, me? Yeah, I can hear you. Um, uh, you said before, John, you're on the radio. Uh, can you hear us? You're breaking up a bit, John. No, I can hear you loud and clear. I can't hear John. Do we? What do we do? Can do you hear me? Which John we? is it? It's John in uh, Highbury. John, can you hear us, John? Yes, I can. Let me just try on this different line. Sometimes if I swap it to another line, it works. John, is that any better, mate? Can you hear us? I can hear you. Can you... We, you you're breaking up. Can you go... I don't know if you could go and stand by a window or... So, could you move slightly because we are struggling to hear you? Can you hear me now? John. Yeah, can you hear me now? I think we've lost John. OK. Um, maybe we'll try John a bit later on. Um, just try one more. John, can you hear us? Yes, I... Let's go to Simon. Good evening, Simon. Hiya, Ian. Hiya, Cap. Hey, Simon. Hey, Simon. We could... What a surprise. We can hear you loud and clear. You've got a great line. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> I couldn't hear him either. Um, great to have you back. Last night... Oh, come on now. Did you hear, 
did you hear much of the show last night? Now, listen, I don't want you to be rude about um, uh, uh, other people, but uh, but if you phone no. up to talk about bum-wiping of dogs, then be as rude as you want, because that was filth. That was like listening to animal pornography. I think it was an excuse last night with Chris on for everybody to come out. We had Andre with his, his jokes and his puns. Andre's not Simon phoned from... us for, like, six months, no. and he phoned with up last Simon, night! Simon, yes, Simon from the New Forest with the most bizarre ghost story, which could never have been true. Yeah, we heard Nigel, that. Nigel, full chapter and verse, and he still hasn't been to Simpsons advice. Yeah. Uh, but at, least at least he didn't sing Carrick Fergus, so I thought But just, happen, just, just remind us, so Simon from New Forest, you, he told a spooky story, and you didn't buy a word of it? He started off the story by saying, you don't have to believe me on this. And it, it ended with somebody's head on top of a car or something. It was just bizarre. Wasn't I mean, that Andre? That was Andre's. No, that was Simon. No, that so, was Andre. Well, let's ask him. Simon? Yeah. No, it definitely wasn't mine. Mine was the real story, and it didn't end up with a head on top of a car. That was Andre. Now, yours was a story about a messy bedroom. It was. Ah, oh, sorry. And then at 12.45... But hang on, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. When does the Wonder World ring in? Hang on, hang on a minute. You can't get... Simon, Simon 1, you can't get... You said that Simon 2's story was untrue, and then you've just mis- Then you've attributed another caller's story to... You need to, you need to apologise to Simon 2 immediately. Even though me and Simon. Kath heard Simon 2's story, and we thought it was bullshine. Simon 2, I'm very sorry. I forgot yours was the one about the, the girl in the room that hadn't been slept in. It was Andre's was the other one. I apologise. It'll never happen again. Ian and Kath is allowed to accuse me of anything, but you're not... No. Nope. So, apology accepted. Don't do it again. At 12.45, when I thought the show had, had peaked, we had the wonder of Wonderworld at 12.45. And then it was just... just had enough. Well, listen, let's not... Let's Mo, not okay, when Mo let's, rang in... OK. We had Mo, okay. When Mo rang in... We missed Mo. Mo rang in at 10 to 1. Yeah. 10 to 1. And, and Christoph said he could come and work experience next week. Shut the front door! He's coming Monday, about, you know, about 10 to 10. Oh, Brilliant. It. I'll give him Christos for mobile phone Yeah, number. exactly. That's what we'll do. Thank you, Simon 1. Good evening, Simon 2. He of the made-up ghost story. Yes, sir? Yeah, good evening. And uh, Mo wants to bring some tissues in that case, then. Because I'm sure there's plenty of bums to be wiping. Oh, dear God. Can we just... That's outrageous. Yeah. What do you want? Now, look. Just a quick one. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm coming from a, a place of... Of peace and love. And oh, God. Let there not be a book coming up, because we're not in the mood. <laughs> no, 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 no. Here we go. Listen, all I want to say is, uh, I've told you before, I'm a long-term uh, depression sufferer uh, and medication advocate and taker. And if you're feeling like that, Ian, yeah. I just I just want to get it out there. Yeah. Maybe you're doing it too quick, mate. Maybe. Maybe I am. And that's crossed my mind. Maybe I am doing it too quick. Um, but I, I said, can I can I, I interject as you just wanted to say something? No, well, okay, but do it. Okay, it's cool. It's cool. Okay. It's cool. This is a conversation you should be having with a health professional, not this with some, is, some bloke in a taxi. No, 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 no. It, but I, I get what he's saying, and it has because when I've said I'm halving from 150 to 75, loads of people gone what? And I was surprised at the speed. I thought I'd be going down like 25 a pop or something. Um, but, um... It's not that that worries me, though, Ian. It's the next stage is to zero so quick. Well, here's the thing. I I emailed my doctor today, and I wrote him a long list of how I was feeling. And I may not have said I was feeling suicidal, and I will send him another little email, because I wrote wrote it before I got there. But I've also asked for a prescription for more of the same dosage so that I can taper off. If I I do decide to stop in a week, I can taper off a little bit. So I'll have one day where I don't, one day when I do, one day when I don't, one day when I do, a couple of days when I don't, one day when I do. So it just takes a little more of a comfortable tapering off. Your your point is uh, uh, taken, 
and it is appreciated, and we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. But this, but this is something. This is something I really want to do. I really, really want to do this. I really want to do this, and I have a good support network around me. And that's that's and that, there's nothing wrong with that. That's absolutely fine. That's the difference between you know yourself and myself. As far as I'm concerned, I'm quite happy to be on mine forever. Yep. But you know, if you want to come off, that's absolutely down to you. And I would never Simon, try and speak. Can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? Yes, mate. I can ejaculate now. I'd like to see that. I'll film it for you if you want to send it. I can ejaculate. That, do you know what I mean? And, and that, to me, that's something to worth fight. That's something worth fighting for. Well, I, yeah. Yeah. Well, look, yeah. I'm only speaking out of concern okay. and just stating the obvious. Okay. I know, but right. just wanted to put it out there. All right. Thank you very much indeed, Simon. It's appreciated. We've got a load of calls, and we've got a guest at eleven, so we're going to get through these. Um, uh, get Jerry, David, Tony, Susan, Gary, John, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Dead of Night Discourse for Disco Queens. I'm related to Jedward and Dolly Parton. Dairy Farmers aye, aye. and Distant Fathers. Yeah, well. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Doing lots of things that we don't know about, we can't control. On Talk Radio. Yes, great. Chris is listening. Chris is listening. And we, we, we may only be listening for a minute because Chris has just had a baby. <gasps> Congratulations. And I've seen the pictures. What a stunning baby. She's a beautiful What a cool girl. name. I think the name's out in the public domain. I think they tweeted. Yeah, did they tweet they it? They did. A Hilda. What a great name. <coughs> so I was so thrilled last night to get your text, uh, Chris. So best of love, uh, best of luck and lots of love to you and to Jenny and to Hilda. And can't wait to meet her. Oh, she's adorable. You forget how tiny they are. It's like a handful. Yeah. Literally a handful. That's it. Right? Your hand and a little bit on the wrist. You can hold them like that. Crazy. Incredible. Best of luck. I bet you're um, set for an adventure. Uh, we've got a load of calls. We've got a guest at 11. Let's go to John. Good evening, John. Can you hear us now, John? Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? What's going on with this line, man? John, can you hear us, please? Yeah, you should have done it. Can you hear me now? Sam is... Could you hear him when you spoke to him on the phone? He sounded all right, did he? Because I can't... He, I, it keeps going uh, in and come out. On, just do it. Just do it. Just do it. John, I do, if it. you can hear us, John, can you maybe... Yeah, you can, can hear Can you me. stand you somewhere it. high? You pull the trigger. Come on, pull the trigger. You can you stand somewhere high, John? Could you get near uh, a window or something? You can hear me loud and clear. Because I can't hear it. anything that you're, oh, you're saying. Oh, you should have done it, man. I can't man. hear anything that you're saying. You're destined. Hello, John. For it. Hello, John. It. Hello, John. Just do it, man. Just do it. John, can't hear Rather you. Than slow. John, can't hear you. Hello, John. No, we've lost John. Okay, that's a shame. We'll, we'll try and get John back, because I think he has something interesting to say about suicide. Let's go to Susan. Good evening, Susan. Oh, hello, um, Ian. Ian. Uh, good evening, um, Susan. Yeah, I've got a spooky thing to tell you about. Yes, mate. Well, um, in August, um, I was fortunate enough to go to a, a location in, es- in Essex, yes. which is empty yeah. now, yeah. but um, it was rumoured, this is what I was told by people that have been in this place, that yeah. they uh, used to hear talking like, hello, goodbye, that sort of thing, and it used to get oh, very yeah. cold, yeah. that sort of thing. Anyway... It's been closed for a while now. Hello? 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 Am I talking to myself here? Where's Ian? Are you real? Yep, I am. Just shut it, pal. <laughs> I've done a little garden. Hello? Yes? Where's Ian? A guzzler. <laughs> 
I want to talk to Ian. Are you real? Hello? Who's that? Susan. Who? Who, you? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Did we get a word in Edgeware here? Yeah? Mm. I just wanted to tell you about the um, thing, the, the haunted thing. What are you on. beefing on about? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I know it is now. Okay. Go on, uh, Susan. T- t- sorry, talk to yeah, right, sorry, I don't know what happened okay. there. Sorry. Yeah, no, I don't know what happened there. But no, anyway, I went along to this place with two other people. Yeah. And it was during the daytime. Anyway, I went round um, doing some ghost hunting there, but I took pictures on my phone. I just took normal pictures. I couldn't see anything, right? Yeah, yeah. Later that day, I just went, I checked through and I said, oh, there's actually um, a figure. Well, it looks like a figure. It's solid looking on the picture. I have to tell Uh, you, if you're talking about spooky pictures, then expect no sympathy from Catherine because she will poo-poo you. I've I've taken a spooky picture, which I'm adamant I took, and she, the whole, pretty much the whole journey home last night when we weren't gobsmacked at the filth that was coming out of Christo Foof Ass's mouth, (laughs) um, we we were arguing about this picture I took in Japan. There's no argument. The the thing, the difference about this one is... It's real. It was empty. This place is empty. Yes, okay. mine, yes. Okay. I'd love to see um, both pictures. No Can I see them? In this place, I'd love to see both pictures mm. before I make so, a decision. <laughs> I, I, unfortunately, I'm not good at sending yeah, from okay. my phone. Oh. But what I'm going to do is, <laughs> yes. I'm going to get it to my husband. We're going to go into Asda. What? They do these where you can get a photograph. Can done. you not just email it from your phone? I, I've got an old second-hand okay. phone now okay. because okay. my brand-new one sorry. got ruined. Yes, oh, I bet And um, I'm terrible with anything like yeah. that. I'm, I'm only very basic, unfortunately, with these okay. sort of things. Well, but you, okay. I'm going to get the pictures done. Yeah. But um, it's very clear. But all I'm saying is, at the time, I was just taking pictures. I couldn't see anything at the time. And yeah. it's uh, quite I be- spooky. I believe you. I believe you. I've mm. taken a similar picture. And my, my, one of my best mates don't believe me, but it's true. You uh, do get that, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. yeah you do. Um, and also, the picture was taken by one of the BBC's top um, broadcast journalists. And yet that's yeah. not... And she saw it. And yet that's not good enough for one of my best mates. I haven't seen oh. it. Exactly. Susan, it's nice it. to talk to you. I look forward to seeing your picture, Susan. Yeah, I will get it posted anyway. I, I hope bet. you'll be able to see it. Thank you very much indeed. Let's go to Amy. Good evening, Amy. Oh, hi, Ian and Cass. It's Amy. Hi. Well, I know as well. Is it Amy that we met the other day? It is. It's Amy we met the other day. How are you doing, Amy? I'm OK. I'm, this is only the second time I've ever called in, so I'm a little bit nervous still. OK. okay. Um, and I sent you an email, and um, oh. I haven't heard back, and so I got really paranoid that I'd, like, oh, no, annoyed you on on Sunday. Hey, I mean, no, on no, Saturday. No, 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 no. Here we go. Let me, let me uh, check my emails. Um, oh, the first thing. Look at that. Listen, you need to you need to let the annoyance go because here it is. Hi, Ian. Uh, the annoying hiya would have been me last. You're not annoying. It was lovely. It was lovely to lovely well, to meet you. <laughs> um, here's the thing. I very rarely reply to emails because I get loads. And also, quite often, if I if I'm going to reply to an email, I think all oh, that because I'll get them on my phone. I go, well, oh, that one needs a little bit of thought. I'll reply to it later, and then I never do. So it's either because so I either didn't reply because I never do, or because I meant to but I didn't. If it was Sunday, you went out Sunday anyway. Um, it was Sunday. It was Sunday. 
It was Sunday. Uh, let's read this. Hi, Ian. The annoying hiya would have been me last night. Ha! She's just want to say a massive thank you to yourself and Catherine. Oh, for last night. I let myself... I really let myself down on Friday night with the drink. Oh, yes, mate. You were, you got, you were hung over. Oh, my God. It was so bad. You are broken Britain. Well, you're 25 years old, rolling all over the place, drunk, embarrassing yourself. I fell into a bag of rubble. There we go. Can someone clip that and put that in the new trail for this show? <laughs> a young woman saying, I fell into a bag of rubble. <laughs> That's better than I was, I'm related to Dolly Parton and Jedward. You fell into rubble? Yeah, I don't know how. I've got like a really like bad cut leg and it's all bruised. And then when I asked people, they were like, oh, yeah, when you was on your way to your cab, you just fell into a bag of rubble. Um, yeah, well, you're an idiot. Um, but yeah. that's what it's all about. I think I might have tried to sleep in a skip once. So, you know, it's, it's, these things happen. When you're, there, uh, yes, you can come. Yes, your, your name is on the door for the game show. Oh, really? Uh, uh, no, it was the other show. Was it the other show? It was the second show. Your name is on, is on the door for the other show. For the rabbit hole? The rabbit hole at six o'clock on the 9th of December. Amazing. Yeah. So I'll book for the Do it, um, do game. it, do it, do it, do it. And don't oh, get drunk the night before, please. OK? I'm absolutely an honesty. I don't think I'm going to drink ever again. <laughs> oh, yeah, OK. Talk to us in a week. Kath is 25 know. years older than you. Catherine... Do you want to speak down to speak to this young woman and share some life yeah, experience? Yeah, I remember with her? thinking that about two weeks ago, but I'm pretty much back to tournament standard again now. It happens. It happens. Okay. <laughs> what she's saying is, Amy, if you haven't got a beer in your hand now, go and find one. No. Neck it. Get back on that horse. <laughs> I've got work tomorrow. Behave. Yeah, Get no, drunk. No, 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 and stay clear of bags of rubble. Amy, I've got to move on. We've got loads of calls. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you very much indeed. Let's go to David. Good evening, David. Hello, David. Hello. Hiya. Hello, David. Right, the thunder clapped and David Babcock arrived. Sorry. Halloween special. Oh, it's David Babcock. Okay, well, right here. Okay, first of all, you on speakerphone, David? No, no, I was. I, I'm not on it uh, anymore. Okay, um, d- d- remind me, you, what's your connection with Halloween? I am the UK's second uh, leading paranormal investigator. He's a ghost hunter. Behind. That's it. Yes. Okay. Yes. Right, right, well, here's the thing: we're going to have a guest on, a proper guest on at eleven o'clock. Right. So maybe, I mean, maybe you could call us at half past eleven. I would be quite happy to. I've got a lot of spooky tales to tell. Right, are they? Right, OK. In the next 35 minutes, maybe you could go through them yeah. and really, really, really think about whether myself, um, my um, uh, on-air partner, Catherine Boyle, and my listeners would want to hear your stories. Because, Kath, if I remember correctly, a lot of David Babcock's stories have been utter shite. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. OK, well, why don't you have a listen, uh, listen to yourself, reading them out loud, maybe in the next few minutes, and think, what would Kath say? Uh, and if it's an expletive, put a line through it. Yeah. I, I will go, go through them with a fine tough comb. OK, David, will you do that? We'll speak to you later on, hopefully, unless we get shut down. Thanks for calling. Bye-bye. What an idiot that guy is. I mean, jeez. I mean, every time. No, I'm not oh, an idiot. he's still to... there. Oh, he's gone. he's gone. Sorry, I thought I'd cut him off. Let's go to Jerry. Evening, Jerry. Hello. We haven't got much time, I'm afraid, Jerry. So what have you got for us? There's an interview on YouTube with Mickey Catter, the monkeys. Yeah. 
There's an interview with Mickey Dolenz from the Monkeys talking about what? My, my, what? Mickey Dolenz. Why they cancelled the TV show? No, 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 Peter Talk. Peter Talk. Oh, yeah, yeah. But Peter Talks. Yeah, so, 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 I don't think there's much more to go there. Mickey, Mickey Leaks, man. Mickey Leaks on the interview. Yeah. Please take us. Just have a studio 10. Studio 10. Okay. All right. I'm going to go, I'm gonna go, go cut Bye. you off. Goodbye. Uh, just kind of want to rattle through some of these calls because we've got to go to the news and we've got our, 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 friend, uh, our friend Gary's coming on. Um, so let's go to Tony. Good evening, Tony. Hello, mate. Can you hear me? Yeah, yes, I can hear you, Tony. Oh. Fantastic. Hi, mate. Um, I know you, you finish at 11 and you're going to put someone else on. Is this I'm Ant from Ant and Deck? What? Is this uh, Ant? No, no, because I've, I've got something amazing to tell you. But, um, Go on, then. I'll see. It's going to take a while. What? Um, I don't know, is it? Yeah, because what you were saying before is, um, is you know, how you feel. I feel the same way because, basically, I used to be a squaddy and um, I got hurt and stuff. So, anyway, yeah. all, all that rubbish. But basically, I know exactly how you feel. Yeah. Basically, man, it's just it's not that bad, you know, because you've got it better than a lot of people. That don't, that don't work, though. That doesn't work. The, the, you've got it better than a lot of people doesn't work. No, no, I, I'm not. I'm not saying. No, I'm not saying that kind of way. It's because I mean, I mean, it's coming across in that kind of way. It doesn't work. You I'm, say, I'm really sorry. No, 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 no. And I, but I'm just saying that. You, but, but but when people say, well, ah, you've got, you know, there, there are starving people in Africa, and at least you've got a good job and, and beautiful kids. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't. You, you wouldn't say that to someone with cancer, would you? I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying because I mean, oh, shit. Um, sorry. <laughs> That's all right. I'm not falling can out with call, you. I'm just can pointing I, can out. I, can I call back later? Call back I'll after half eleven. Like to... Get your thoughts sorted out, Tony. Put the bottle down. This is Talk Radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with fair up. I've never been with anything less than a man. So fine. I've been on fire with Sally Field Gone past with a girl named Bo But somehow they just don't end up as mine It's a death-defying life I lead I take my chances I die for a living in the movies and TV But the hardest thing I ever do Is watch my leading ladies Kiss some other guy while I'm bandaging I might fall from a tall building I might roll a brand new car Cause I'm the unknown stuntman That made Redford such a star I've never spent much time in school But I told ladies plenty It's true I hire my body out for pay Gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's blown up for Rocky Welch. But when I wind up in the hay, it's only hay. Hey, hey, I might jump an open drawbridge or Tarzan from a vine. Cause I'm the unknown stuntman and make 
344991000. So we did our first rabbit hole picture show on Saturday, maybe our last. Um, and we showed Fright Night. The second movie, uh, we're showing uh, American movie. And a few people are saying, oh, maybe that movie's too cult. But, um, um, and I'm, I'm not taking it anyway as criticism at all. Maybe that movie's too cult. Maybe you need something a little bit more mainstream. But then if it was more mainstream, we wouldn't want to do it, would we? And that's the thing. If, if, it's, if it's going, if, if I want it to work on our terms, and if it doesn't work on our terms, then I don't know about you, Catherine, but I don't really want to do it. No, there's no point. If everyone's got it on DVD already, yeah. what, what, what's the point in coming out? Yeah, so we're having to think about it. We've not sold many tickets for the second one. We've got a few weeks to go. And if we don't sell a shed load more tickets in 10 days, we'll, we'll, we'll knock it on the head and go, well, that was a cool idea. But um, maybe we're spreading ourselves to things. We're doing a lot of live shows at the moment. Maybe that vibe wasn't right. I remember Pip, um, Scroobius Pip, saying it was really tough. He ran a movie night, and he said he had to knock it on the head because people online and Facebook were very enthusiastic about it, but then no one bought tickets. Yeah. And um, so we'll see how it goes. And I get what people are saying about um, balance between mainstream and cool cult, but I don't want to show mainstream movies. I don't think Fright Night was mainstream. I think that was cool cult, I'd call that. Um, but there's, you know, there's, there's no point. Yeah, we could have shown Ghostbusters. Yeah. But we didn't for a reason. You know? Um, you know, so we'll, we'll see. If it doesn't work, don't work. I'll, I'll be disappointed, but um, we, had, we had a good go, and we've still got other things that we can do. And it's so Anyway, 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 anyway. Uh, so on Saturday, we did the first one, and it was a roaring success, and we showed the brilliant Fright Night 1985 version. Um, and we were kind of thinking, well, who do we get as a guest? And then our good friend Graham at the Burnt Church Film Club in Glasgow said, you've got to get Gary Smart down there. You know, who the hell's this Gary Smart character? So you've got to get Gary Smart. He made the documentary about Fright Night, which coincidentally someone had sent me a little review of ages and ages ago. So I was aware of it. And so I did a little bit of digging around and I found that this Gary Smart was legit. Uh, and so we invited him down and he did a little Q&A. Oh, we had a little interview with us and then a, a Q&A afterwards. And he gave away some DVDs. The Blu-rays. Yeah, careful. Careful. Blu-rays, not DVDs. Um, and he was a nice guy. And all, he's doing loads and loads of other projects. And I just was kind of... I thought we'd get him on to kind of chat about all these projects he's got going, including a couple that are on Amazon Prime and things. But also, I want to know how we... Well, let, let's just get, get him on. We've got um, Gary Smarts here. Evening, Gary! Hello, you OK? I'm all right. I've got... We, I have to apologise to you, mano a mano, because on on Saturday night, me and Catherine were Barry Big Balls. And we're like, oh, you're in London on Tuesday. Come down... Come to the studio on Tuesday. Come in, man. We'll do. You sit, sit in with us. We'll do, do, sit in with us. And then at the weekend, it, uh, or Monday, I think it might have been. It dawned on me, we're not in on Tuesday. No. Yeah. <laughs> but in our defence, it's like the first yeah. night we've had off That's in ages. We never take a <laughs> so... night off. Certainly never take a night off together. Um, and so, so sorry, mate. <laughs> I do apologise. Yeah, it's not good enough. But anyway, it, I forgive you. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Hey, listen, it was nice to meet you the other day. Let, let's talk about the... By the way, if you want to phone in and speak to Gary, they won't, Gary, because they're lazy slackers. <laughs> 0344-499-1000. Let's talk about the Fright Night documentary, You're So Cool Brewster, which you very kindly yeah. brought a handful in to, to give away. Um, and I, someone tweeted, one of the people, I think it was um, Peter, who sat in the front row and got one of the Blu-rays, yeah. tweeted, bloody hell, this documentary is three hours long. <laughs> yeah. And it was, it, you, you, it, this is the joy of this, right? This isn't your job. You want it to be your job, but you've got a proper yeah. job at the moment. But these are proper 
you, you put a lot of work and love into these films, don't you? How long did it take you to make a three-hour documentary about Fright Night 1 and 2? Oh, well, it, the whole process, probably about a year. We went to the States for three weeks and interviewed about 40 people from the film. Yeah. And then the biggest ball, like, to be honest, is the, the post-production of it. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, because we're independent, we have to obviously rely on people's goodwill. So we have a great editor called Eastwood who's working for us. Then you have to get it scored and colour graded and then find all these images as well. Because one thing we don't want to do, obviously, is have um, a documentary without any images. So that was kind of a, a real kind of like quest to try and find as much behind-the-scenes footage and photographs as you possibly could. It's about a year in total. Do you know, I, was, I thought you were going to say like three or four years. A year for a three-hour documentary, mate. That, yeah, ain't, yeah. that ain't bad. There are TV companies that take longer to knock that stuff together. Yeah, well... Well, the, the last one we've been working on, RoboCop and Pennywise, that's taken a little bit longer than we expected um, because obviously how big they are. But yeah, I got Neil with me. Neil was my co-writer, um, and we've been working obviously on some projects. And we, with uh, Friday Night, Neil wrote all the stuff about Peter Vincent, so we kind of recreate Peter Vincent as well, right? Uh, for obviously to host the show, and that took about three or four months as well, yeah, get that yeah, off yeah. the ground as well. But yeah, so you read it, I mean, Friday night was a bit easier, I think on Saturday night, it's a little bit easier to get Tom Holland on board, yeah. not Spider-Man. The, the director uh, of the of the yeah, movie. Yeah. yeah, not the new Spider-Man now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so having him on board made it a lot easier for us, but when you haven't got that kind of direct link with the director, it's a little bit more difficult. You've got to spend a lot more time searching for material. Yeah. Um, is, is, that, that, is that a smoke alarm in the background? <laughs> <I> can... Every... <laughs> Everyone's got problems. Is that a smoke alarm I can hear? Not here, no. I've... Okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm a little bit paranoid, guys, because we've got so many callers who haven't yeah. changed the battery. Sally is the worst one, but there well, are she's others. She's got all the uses for her batteries. This yeah, is the, the, the people okay. who haven't changed their smoke alarm battery. So there's this constant pinging in the background, and it's it's flipping driving me nuts. Gary's pacemaker. That will be what it'll be. All right, so the, the first one. What was? Remind me what the first one was. The first one was called Leviathan, the story of Hellraiser and oh. Hellbound, Hellraiser 2. That was nine hours long. Mate, get, come on now. <laughs> OK, so you, so, you, what, what, so were you working in a school when you started on that one? What were you doing when you started on that? Yeah, working in a school. Yeah, I've been working in education for about 18 years. So, so. What, mate, what was the conversation where you went, you know what, <laughs> this is, I, 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 I want to make a nine-hour documentary on Hellraiser. Yeah. Did you have any... Did you have any background in filmmaking at all, or were you just completely learning from scratch? No, I'd written a book in 2010 on the film The Return of the Living Dead with a guy called Christian Sellers. Yeah. And we wrote that book. And that was basically building up interviews and whatnot, obviously, you know, and it was obviously a, bit, a little bit easier because it was a book form. Yeah. But then I was asked to write a documentary on the same film for an American company um, and a producer called Tommy Hudson. Now, Tommy Hudson's quite well known for doing the Nightmare on Elm Street documentary, Friday the 13th. They're quite popular ones. So he asked me to write the documentary on Return of the Living Dead. And it was quite easy, to be honest, because I'd already done the book, so it was quite straightforward for me to do. Yeah. But by doing that, I kind of learned how to do the kind of script edits and the narrative structures once you have the transcribes done. So it was kind of... We did we did some events in Birmingham, some screenings of some films, and one of them being Hellraiser. And I kind of thought, no one's ever done one on Hellraiser before, a documentary. It's a British film, technically. It's filmed here, British crew, British cast. Let's just try it, and it kind of snowballed into this big project, really. That's how it happened. So you invited all the cast there, didn't you? That's where you met the cast. Yeah, yeah. The... So we had the cast that come down for Q&A, uh, and that's how it kind of snowballed, really. But it kind of, you know, if you know a bit of that film, you can start, you know, you've got the foundations ready to do the doc. And are the cast for these films, are they generally 
well, you mentioned this the other night. That it's normally, it's like the big star is the one that's a little bit reluctant. The rest of them, yeah. they must be um, thrilled that someone wants to talk about a movie they made 25, 30 years ago. I mean, that's the expectation, you know. People sometimes, sometimes, yeah, they want to talk about this film. They're really privileged to talk about it as well. I mean, the big thing, what we talked about the other night, is about the convention circuit. That kind of affects you a little bit because, obviously, now these kind of B-movie stars and cult horror stars have become really famous for yeah. going to conventions and charging for autographs and photographs. So, it, you know, when we did the Viathan, the conventions are quite big, but now they're getting, you know, ridiculous now conventions are. But the funny thing for us, when some of the docs we've done, people who we found in those docs have never done conventions before, now we're doing conventions because of our documentary. Oh, so you so, didn't, you introduced them to the, to the let's be honest, yeah, the yeah. very lucrative world of, of oh, uh, yeah, conventions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's happened quite a few times for us recently, that some people had never done a convention before and never, didn't even know anything about how big their film was. Now suddenly, wow. oh, I've been by, um, by you know, convention kind of organisers. And how do you get... Because, listen, because obviously a lot of these... Well, Hellraiser, maybe not so much, but a lot of these films, you, you, the documentaries, you've got to fly to America, you've got to go and interview yeah. people over there. That ain't cheap. Getting, you know, taking even a yeah. tiny camera crew over to the States and, and, and travelling around. That's expensive. So how do you fund all of it? So Leviathan was kind of funded, um, self-funded, the first part was, because it was filmed in the UK, yeah. uh, the first part of Leviathan was. So the first 13 interviews in that were UK-based, and we kind of got our production coordinator, Adam Evans, kind of got us a deal with a hotel. We got it for free, and we had a conference room. We got people down on trains. You know, it's still money, but it, was, you know, it wasn't overly expensive. Uh, when we had to go to the States then to go and film the, the latter part of it. So we had to go to Kickstarter, and we had quite a nice little Kickstarter for Leviathan. And then with Friday night, we did a Kickstarter, but we also used the profits from Leviathan. So it's kind of rolled over there a little bit. Go. So we do the kind of, we had to use the profits from one project to fund the next, but also have to pack, back it up with a Kickstarter as yeah, well. Yeah. Which, you know, in itself is a, is a bit of a pain sometimes Kickstarters are. Um, and they're kind of hit and miss and a stressful kind of 30 days and trying to raise money for something. Yeah. Because I've never done the Kickstarter, and it, I, it, you've just got it's to... It, uh, is it? Why is it horrible? Yeah. It's just stressful, to be honest, because you kind of... you, you kind of it's, it's come pre-sale years ago on Kickstarter. You could do one, and people would fund £100,000 to make it a bit world's biggest omelette, you know, and people want to do it because they want to just to be part of something. Yeah. Fortunately, our Kickstarter has become a pre-sale, so basically, you're pre-selling your project. Right. So, you know, that limits you a little bit as well. Um, well, then you've got also 20,000 people emailing every day to say, where's, you know, my, where's, my, D- where's my DVD and my poster yeah. and my, my, my book and, uh, and my exactly. photos and yeah. all of that? And, and that kind of happened with us on Robocop, because we interviewed 100 people for Robocop 1, 2 and 3. And um, <laughs> that project really got massive, and now it's put into two parts. And, it's, you know, we're working our backsides. So I have to get it done with our editors. But people are still going, you know, you did say it was going to be out last year. Why is it not out? I want my £25 Blu-ray. Uh, and you're thinking, well, this is a £60,000 project, which we've put all, you know, yeah. we're not getting paid for, and we're yeah. really trying. So it's quite stressful, to be honest. Um, it, it's rewarding as well. Having fans back you and be part of it is amazing. You know, you get some fantastic people who come back, next project and the next project. 
we're about 30 days waiting when you go in, okay, we're about 10% of our target, oh no, we're 12%, and then there's like a big gap of nothing, and then suddenly the next last few days, you start getting up to your 100% men. I know what you like, listen, I run a, 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 a really tiny record label, and we do some monkey stuff, and we've done a couple of other bits and pieces, and <laughs> nothing on the scale of what you're doing, we, we, you know, we, we're getting a few grand per record, and we do the same thing. It, me and my mate Glenn, we don't take a penny out of it, everything oh, yeah. we get goes into the bank account, and then we use that to finance the next project you know here as well, and yeah. it's, i think it's a great way of working you know if, if you can do it that way so it's not your living but 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 we it, we get one thing ever so slightly you know i'm talking about a minor a, a minor wording on a press release we had a load of fans going for us and we're one of the most oh, yeah, open yeah. kind of record company. we'll go on facebook and we'll answer questions and we'll talk to people yeah. and we make really really beautiful you know, uh, CDs and records with embossed covers. We got the wording wrong. I put the wrong word in a press release, and we, which implied that a song was going to be there, wasn't there wasn't going to be there. People went nuts. This is outrageous. Yeah. We should boycott this company. They're ripping That's us right. off. And, yeah. <laughs> and I'm going, I'm going, dude. I, I, I got my, I put my hands up. I got it wrong. Listen, if you want a refund, I will send you a refund. You keep the album. I'm a... But they get so nuts, don't they? Some it's of them. Weird. We've had it. Well, I had a guy the other day who called us. Scam artists, because a poster that he should have got, which is a complicated process getting a poster signed by a cast and crew, yeah. when, um, you know, we live in the UK and a poster's got to go over there and back and forth, and the, the first batch got lost. We try to take the next, next lot over, and yeah. it's, it's become a pain. But it's like, okay, you paid £40 for your pledge. Now, £35, that was the Blu-ray, which you've already got, and it's getting great reviews. Five pound was the poster. Now, yeah, five pounds is really important. Of course, without that five pound yeah. added up, we wouldn't have made the doc. But you know, you've had the documentary, which is which is getting great reviews, and we, we put a lot into that doc. We did far more we said we're going to do with the documentary. Give us a break. We are getting done. We're not conning you out of five quid. And you kind of get called scam artists, <laughs> and you get called. I, you know, you, you, you kind of switch off a little bit from Facebook yeah. then and the social media. Bit and I get it, you know. But I get it. Five, five quid is a lot of money to some people, you know. And I get it. Yeah, yeah. I get it. But. I but, it's not yeah. like they're dealing with. It's not like it's Sony or. But that's no, something no. very particular to fandom, though, isn't yeah. it? That level of. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like I love them so much. I have to be furious about this. Yeah, and that's the thing. Yeah, you're kind of thinking nobody else is going out making these documentaries that we're doing in you know for these films which you love. Give us a break a little bit, you know. And it's kind of they get so passionate about it. And I understand why. I mean, I'm a big film fan, as you know, but I kind of I'm. I kind of think I'm, bit, you know, I'm grinding reality a little bit as well. These well, things take time. Now, yeah, go go on, Neil. What were you saying? Oh. Gary's doing I'm all good. the talking. Shut him up for a second. What were you saying, <laughs> Neil? Please. I'm just saying that you know we, we do understand the 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 fans, their their frustration. I mean, I know within any genre they've got your collection of fans, but within the horror genre, my God, that, I mean, you, you'll send them a book if there's a scratch on it. You'd think World War Three had broken out. Yeah. And poor poor Gary's there trying to field all of these. Uh, complaints from from uber fans and it's trying to work at the same time i think they think we're sat in some office yeah, of you know, course. little back street just trying to rip people off uh, for cash and i've said to him many times you've got to get somebody to moderate moderate twitter for you moderate mm. your emails because it's just it, it's stressful isn't it yeah. super stressful well it's yeah they, they, they think that you're sat somewhere with your feet up on the desk sparking up yeah. cigars with 50 pound notes when actually you're the uh-huh. and, but also they put the pressure on you that you are the custodian of the thing they hold dearest in life yeah. and no one else yeah, understands yeah. you know but, but then the benefit of it then is that you become part of a legacy event like with yeah. fright night and return of living dead and yeah. 
you become the go-to people for those projects. So you kind of become part of the history once it's all out and everyone loves it. So it, there's, there's pros and cons, isn't there? Do you know what? That's a brilliant way of putting it. This is what me and Glenn say. Is, is, is if we were to knock the record label on the head, we are now a part, an official part of Monkey's history because we've released... Yeah, you are, yeah. We've released, uh, we've released quite a few records uh, and at least two of them are vital parts of the monkeys catalogue now you know yeah. and that's and that and you're right that being part of the history of the of the narrative yeah, yeah. being canon thank you Catherine, yeah. is it's it's a great feeling isn't it it is you know, you know when your name's kind of mentioned in the same breath as the you know the film you love and you know being invited when you invited me obviously on the weekend you know that was a privilege for me to be there oh, bless talking you about the film i love and, and, and you know quickly you mentioned about you know potentially knocking the head don't knock it on the head just try you know and try and try because it was an amazing event it was one of the best events I've been to in regards to audience participation. I thought it was so fantastic. You Thank know. you, man. It was brilliant. It was Thank brilliant. Um, let's... Um, the, the, new, the project that's ongoing now is Police Academy, which we love on yeah. this show. As uh, regular listeners will know that years ago I watched all seven um, back-to-back, yeah. back, and it was like taking bad acid. Um, <laughs> and I, good acid. <laughs> yeah, it was not good acid, man. It was a bad trip that day. Um, uh, uh, and just how you get... Well, I know how you're getting on with that, but the, for the listeners that weren't there the other night, how are you getting on with the police academy? All seven Police Academy movies in a documentary. Yeah, and, and the TV series, and the cartoon series, oh, yeah, and yeah. the action figure line. Oh, my God, that's going to be three days long. <laughs> no, no, I'm really narrowing that. Basically, what we're doing is we're doing the first film, then the rest of the film is part of a legacy piece, really. So, you know, we're going to bring people in now, obviously, talking about the legacy of the films, as opposed to going into too much detail about number four and five and six and seven. Um, so, yeah, we're doing really well. We interviewed about 40 people from that, and we're just doing our second stage in January, I think, for that. That should be out pretty by mid-year, I think that's going to be. Oh, it's it's, it's uh, one of my favourite films. It's different to what we've done before. Most of us are horror. So having to do comedy now, it's kind of a little bit it's nicer for us. But again, talking about fandom, it was a lot harder <laughs> regards to the Kickstarter uh, trying to get fans to support Police Academy. Because I think Police Academy is kind of one of those uh, films where you don't admit liking it. Everyone's watched it at a certain age. Yeah. Uh, you know, but they won't say it's brilliant, but they like, they're still watching it on TV. It was quite difficult. Oh, you announced it, didn't you, at a horror convention? It was <laughs> like, so, man, what, what are you doing next? You know, are you going to do uh, what horror film are you doing? I'll be doing Police Academy. Silence. Fantastic. nod. We're going to start nodding. Okay. Uh, well, when it comes out, man, when it comes out, you have to come on the show and we, we'll, we'll chat oh, about exactly. it and we'll yeah, plug yeah. the hell out of it. Um, but you're all... Um, by the way, dear listener, go and get pens and papers and things because we're going to give out tweets yeah. and websites and anything you guys want to plug, of course. We'll do that in a few minutes. So people, go and get pens and papers ready to jot this down. Um, but you're, so you're also... You've got a series on Amazon yeah. Prime. Now, I haven't, I haven't seen this yet. As you know, I'm not in the best of moods with Amazon Prime. No. Get on it quickly. No, I saw that on Twitter. Yeah. We, want, we want you in part... We've already written a part for you in part five, so you've oh. got to watch them man. Well, um, there we go. Uh, well, I'm in. I'm totally yeah. in. Um, you, hey, have you ever se- have you seen the series? Sorry, you're not getting paid. Can you not crowdfund it? <laughs> have you seen the um, series on Rooster's Teeth called Day Five? No, no. Well, no. You, well, you don't know nothing about horror, then. I suggest... <laughs> I suggest... We be making our own. I suggest you go and watch it. It's a nice little apocalyptic series where okay. the whole world has been hit by a virus or a curse or something, and if you fall asleep, you die, and it's set on oh. day five after it goes off. It's a great series. You'll, okay. you'll watch it, you'll love it. And here's the thing. Uh, me and Catherine... 
we're going to have a cameo in that. Well, and that's American. You say that, but they've gone quite quiet on us, haven't Josh they? has gone very, very quiet, actually, yes. <laughs> I need to chase... Forget about them. Forget about them. Keep British. <laughs> Keep British. <laughs> uh, listen, man, you want us? We're in. Of course we are. But so tell us yeah. about that. So if, you, if, you're, if you're subscribed to Amazon Prime and you've got all your movies... and you th- Hey, by the way, let me tell you something, Gary. Kath was subscribed to Amazon Prime for, like, about three years um, yeah. just to get the next day delivery. And I said, well, what, what programmes do you watch on there? Huh? She didn't know <laughs> for about three, three years. I'm not the only one. I've spoken to the people who were exactly the same. I think it's worth it for the delivery alone. She didn't know that you've got movies. And by the way, can I just say, Catherine, you can subscribe to my Twitch TV channel with your Amazon Prime membership. It right. doesn't cost you a penny. And no, I even so. Wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> so tell us about this, please, Gary and Neil. Come on, Neil, you do. Come on, Neil. Oh, Come on, Neil. This is it, Neil. Here we go. <laughs> a big moment. Yeah, well, Gary had been to a, um, a one of the festivals, you know, watching movies, and he came back chuntering and grumbling. We were sat in the office at work, and he was saying, you know what, we can do better than this. We, we You know, let's get our heads together. Love and um, we, we came up with the idea for the offer, which is um, episode one. It was supposed to be a 10, 15-minute short. Yeah. Um, and Gary had written um, sort of a synopsis of, um, of the script for the, uh, for the offer, gave it to me, and I think about 400 pages later. <laughs> <laughs> and a pa- for those who don't know, a, p- a page is, a, is roughly a minute of on-screen yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. Okay, right, yeah. So uh, and then we got together again, and it was it was chop this, chop that. Um, Adam got involved, um, our producer and, and, and director as well. And in the end, we ended up with about what 45, 45 pages. Yeah. And we contacted Ken Cranham, um, and he was happy to get involved, and, and Simon from Hellraiser Two, and Nick Vincent, Barbie. And then we were thinking, well, you know, we need someone to play Bishop, who's sort of a real brash. Um, car salesman, failed car salesman. Yeah. And um, I sent him a, 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 an image, and he sent an image, and they crossed in the ether, and we both ended up with uh, Bruce Jones, you know, of Les Batters. Oh, man. Fantastic. Yeah, he's brilliant. <laughs> he's, he's, he's fantastic. Have you written the line in Bleeding L. Janice? <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I interviewed Bruce years ago, man. What a, lo- what a lovely bloke. He is. He's, he's, to be honest, he's an underrated actor as well. Yeah. Isn't he? Well, track, so one. I mean, episode two, which we just had a preview last night of it in London, has been nominated for. Yeah, he's a child molesting ghost. Flipping yeah. heck. It's, it's a comedy. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a comedy. No. But, no. Yeah. So episode, episode one, Tuesday, and episode. Two is kind of a little bit darker. We're looking into. Well, it's very dark. Girl. We're looking into obviously, you know, um, what goes beyond what goes on behind closed doors, yeah. families and whatnot. I mean, a horror scenario. So we both sort of bring the true horror. Uh, uh, you know, you get your slasher films, and there's a great market for it. You know, your Michael Myers and, yeah. and co. But we do want to do something that sort of concentrates on where true horror lies. Yeah. And people live in horror stories, real horror stories, every day. You know, whether it's mental health, domestic violence or, 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 you know, child abuse of any sort. And, I mean, that's the real yeah. horror of it, isn't it? And the backdrop is ghosts and ghouls and whatever, but the true story is family, yeah. family relationships. So what, is, so what is the name of this series, again? Remind me. The Dark Ditties. Dark Ditties Pre- Presents. The Dark Ditties Presents. And this is on Amazon Prime. Are both, are, are both the first two episodes up now? 
Yeah, yeah. one tour off. Uh, episode three should be up by end of November. Okay, so if anyone's got an Amazon Prime subscription and they go, they on, go yeah. on the Dark Ditties and they can find it and they can watch it, yeah. do you yeah. get um do you get stats from Amazon Prime? Do, do, do they tell you how well it's doing? Yeah, yeah, they tell it. They, yeah, I mean, at the moment it's getting about about twenty thousand views. It's had. Yeah. Aye, that's not bad, days. is it? No, it's not bad at all. No, we've got a big kind of fun in America. It seems. It seems kind of like like British humour. Um, we're just trying to get it out there, to be honest now, Ian. You know, it's self-funded as well, completely, this series is. Um, and obviously, we're shooting episode four in February with Ian Galder from Game of Thrones. He's coming on board for episode four. Wow. Um, and we're writing episode five at the moment, which obviously we'll talk to you about later. Dude, I'm uh, in it. Listen, I'm, I'm, you, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, a media whore. I'm there. How do you... <laughs> how do, you se- do you have to sell it to Amazon Prime, then? Do you rock up to a meeting and say, we got this series, uh, we think you should take it? We tried, you know, we kind of got a good deal with a company called Shudder, who kind of like the Netflix of horror, who's oh. taking our diaries on. But they weren't interested. It's really hard, to be honest, yeah, to get as independent, to get out of there. So in the end, we had to do it on Amazon Prime ourselves. You put your own stuff on Facebook. You have to prove it still. Oh. But then you, it's a cl- it's a pay-per-click then that you get yeah. pennies. But we decided, really, that we could either do the festival circuit and have these sitting on a shelf yeah. and literally going out or actually get it on somewhere where it can get an audience. Hang on, you can upload your own stuff to Amazon Prime? Yeah, yeah. Flipping heck. I'm off, I'm off, Kath. I've got some move. I've got some home movies I want to get up there. There's a big box. Is the world ready? There's a big, big box. Um, yeah. well, I, well, here's the thing. If you're saying you've got followers in America and stuff and, and it, it yeah. catches that wind, then that's y- you... Sitting behind a, a desk at the, the the conventions and things, signing photos, isn't it? Well, that's what you know. We are, we just want to make the films. To be honest, we want to actually, you know, the docs are brilliant. I love doing documentaries, you know, and we still continue to do those. But it's the kind of narrative things we want to do now. They're telling me stories. And you know, episode two last night when we were in Islington and people at the end were crying about this story because it really is emotional. That kind of you know sells it to us. Really, mm. the right thing to do. So we want to continue doing this series, but it's just getting out there, you know, and. Get as much kind of coverage as possible. Well, well, not, I said fighting's the wrong word, but we're, we're up against people that that say, you know, they're making a cheap short, a hundred thousand pounds. We haven't yeah. got a hundred thousand pounds. You know, we're working on ten, twelve thousand pounds per per episode, and ten, twelve grand doesn't go a long way. So you do have to pull in a lot of favors, and it's long days because we make these things in four or five days. Yeah. Um, because that's all the time we've got, because we've got full-time jobs and we're back at work and I'm back in front of the kids teaching English, you know, so it's, uh, it, it is difficult. I love it. I love it. Genuinely, when we were talking, Gary, I, I was so, um, I, I love that whole thing of, of, you know, any money you make goes into the next yeah. project. And the fact that you have achieved so much, you've done so much and you've got off your, your asses and yeah. gone and done stuff. And it's so... Um, you know, you should be very... I, I don't want to make this sound patronising, but you guys should be very, very proud of yourselves because you've made stuff. Oh, yeah. You're it, part it, of the history of these movies now, and yeah. you're doing this series as well that you've got going on your own. I, I'm, I'm dead impressed, and I'm, I, I'm, I, I bow down at your, um, your nerve and your work ethic, guys. I appreciate that. I said it's hard sometimes, isn't it? <laughs> it's, 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 you know, you've got to love it. You've got to love what you're doing. We love film, so... And they're telling stories, so that you know it's, it's important to us to do it. But it's hard; it really is. Right? Where do um, where should we send people now? Your your Twitter, Gary, is Mister. Oh, this is a tricky yeah. one. Mister underscore G underscore Smart. Mister underscore yeah. G underscore yeah. Smart. Where, where, is that the best place to go, or are there other places to people they to find out on, stuff? Uh, they can find us on Twitter for um, at Court Screens UK. Say that again. Um, at 
Cult Screenings UK. Cult Screenings UK. Word. Yeah, okay, I'm going to... And then yeah. um, you can find us on Fright Night Doc. Um, you can find us on Facebook. Just type in Dark Dick. Dark Dick is on Facebook. Type yeah. in Cult Screenings. Our website is www.cultscreenings.co.uk. Yeah. Um, we, we've got quite, you know, robot pages out there. You can find us pretty easy if you look for us. You know, just Google. You can find. You know, Google. Quite there's, there's the thing. Yeah. There's the thing, right? And that's the correct answer. Everything. How do we find you? There's Google. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> and that is it, isn't it? It's Google. People are lazy though. They want to be directed and herded yeah. like the sheeple they are. Um, Neil, nice to talk to you, man. Gary, so nice to talk to you again. Oh, you, you, anytime you guys want to come on and give us an no, update or give in. us a little yeah. plug, yeah. give us a call. Next time you're in London one night, come into the studio. We'd love yeah, to have you yeah. in. And keep on going with the shows as well. Make sure you, you know, stick at it as well. Thank you, man. The, I appreciate uh, that. The screenings. It was brilliant. It really was. You, Gary, nice to talk to you, Thanks, Neil. Nice bro. to meet you, mate. We'll speak Bye, again soon. You. Thank you very much. Thanks, indeed. guys. Aren't they nice? I was so impressed with that whole doing it themselves because yeah. it's, it's like proper professional yeah and it's I not f- like a home movie these no, guys are good and i find them really inspiring because they they inspiring. just get on and do it yeah you know? inspiring um i'm going to tweet out a couple of these links and things so if guys if you dear listener want to follow them you're welcome to um phone calls are back open again we had a load of calls and we had to kind of drop them off at 11 so if you want to come back on um 0344 is the telephone number this is the late night alternative on talk radio Tales of mystery and imagination on the radio show that does things differently. Dolly Parton, I listen to a record that they love. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I'm a nutjob, but not that kind of nutjob. On Talk Radio. Honest to God, it's the new Breaking Bad. Oh no! 03444991000. By the way, we couldn't hear John when he called in earlier on, but some of you did, you could hear apparently. Um, and um, uh, I've, I've been told what he said. That's a, you know that, that encouraging someone to kill themselves is actually a hate crime. You know that's a hate crime, and that I could be I would be well within my rights to go to the police and report that and hand that over. You know that's a hate crime. You know that, right? But I didn't hear it, so uh, it's it's um, fine. John, do try and call in again, mate. It'd be great great to hear um, what you got to say if we can hear you. Although if you are phoning up just to encourage someone who's suicidal to kill themselves, well, maybe you wanna maybe you wanna talk to the man in the mirror. Oh yeah, about you being a massive bell and oh yeah. Hey, listen, man. We know you're a misogynistic, violent um, uh, um, thug that supports you know um, people in wheelchairs being blown up and babies being killed. We know that. We know that from past conversations. But just have a think, man. Just have a think. If you're telling someone who's suicidal, it's their destiny to kill themselves and they should shoot themselves. Just just have a little think. Just have a little think about where that puts you in the great scheme of things. Right? And it, it, it kind of puts you um, on the sole of my shoe in terms of your humanity and, and where how much respect people have for you. No one, no one liked it, John. No one liked it. No one thought you came over funny or clever or witty. No one did. I didn't hear it. But it's a new low even for you. It is a, it is a pretty low thing. Why don't you go... Uh, hey, I, I've got an idea, John. If you call in again, I'll give you the number of a cancer ward and you can phone up the cancer victim and say, go on, die! Die! It's in your destiny! Go on! Wither away! That's what you're doing, man. And was that just because you were angry because you couldn't be heard properly? Because that's phone. a little bit odd. Get a decent phone! Anyway, it's a bit much t- too much time on that sort of person. Uh... Yeah. I think it was you, Chris. think it was you. Let's go to Amanda! Hi! Hi, Amanda! Hi, K! 
Catherine Ian. Amanda. Here's what we're going to do. It's, do you remember? Yeah. Right, okay, so I'm going to come in and you... you um, right, tell my name is Mr Lee, okay? Okay. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Mr Lee. Good morning, everyone. Did you Good not... morning, Mr Lee. Oh, oh. Amanda's being sarcastic. She's Amanda's, getting sent out for that. Amanda's getting going to get six, six of the best. Was that bad timing? That was, that was just terrible tuning. That's not the tune. It's da 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 did I get it wrong? You, you, Amanda, you did it absolutely perfectly in your world, and that's what counts for us. Uh, what have you Hello. got for us tonight, please? OK. Firstly, have you seen the movie One Miss Call? No. Movie. No, I haven't seen it. Oh, oh my God. Oh. That is the best. That's the worst, scariest movie hang on, ever. Hang on. Look, we, we, there's a bit of a, I don't know if you spotted the, co- the contradiction in that sentence. It started off being the best, Sorry. and then it became the worst. I don't, I'm confused. OK. Um, it's it... the scariest movie ever. What, really? Yes. Are you sure? I'm so sure. Okay, well, then maybe I'll see if I can watch it at some point. Okay. Hang on, hang on a minute. That... Hang on a minute. Stop that. Yes, Sam, yes. who I thought was excellent on last night's show. Um, Sam, come on to the microphone. Hello. You're shaking your head violently. You know movies. What, what, what's going on with Amanda? Yeah, I've seen it uh, against my will. I hate horror films. Oh. Just no. Well, hang on a minute. Okay. Is it a no because it was scary? Yes. Well, you're an idiot then. Go and answer the phone. It is the scariest. All right, I'm going to watch that. Um, I'm, I'm going to make my six and eight-year-old boys watch it on Saturday night. No, 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 yes. no, no. It's far too young. Yes. It's brilliant. Okay. 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 I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch it. I will not watch it with my children. Continue, a vous no, play. But but do watch it because it's bloody it's very good. Okay, I'm going to watch it. One missed call. Okay, one missed call. That's the first question. That's the first subject. May I say another thing? First subject finished. Move to one side. Let's get on to subject uh, number two. Yes. Thank you very much indeed. You're welcome. My second subject is um, two gentlemen affiliated to you. One called Jim and one called Alan. Uh, uh, pushed me towards a uh, site called Paranormal Radio. Two gen- hang on a minute. Two that? gentlemen affiliated with me called Jim yes. and Alan. Yes. Who are they? Well, they they both uh, pretend that they run uh, some site of yours, whatever. They pretend. Anyway. Hang on a minute. No, hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. So Jim and yes. Alan, who pretend they run some site of mine. Well, no, I think they do. No. Jim, they're Scottish. No. Scottish. Don't know. No. 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 Would you, how? What, what site of mine do they run? Okay, it's on um, like it's on Facebook. One's called Jim, one's called Alan, and they they act Scottish. So Jim and Alan who act Scottish, and they run my Facebook page. Yes, one, and I didn't believe it was. Well, they don't. They... I, I run my Facebook page. If anyone get if anyone gets a, a reply on the Facebook page, it's from me. Okay, so apologise for uh, you know. I'm sorry. That aren't true. Okay. But basically. They put me towards this um, Jim and app, Alan. which is called Paranormal Radio. Are you familiar with it's it? It's an app called Paranormal Radio. 
Yeah. I'm unfamiliar with it. Uh, Catherine, are you familiar uh, with it? I'm still wondering about what Jim and Alan are up to. Uh, uh, do you notice how oh, we've yeah. we've managed? Did they did they um, ask to see? Um, did they say that I had asked for pictures of your boobies? Uh, more than. Uh, could have been, like they it. could be working Obviously. for me then. Do, do, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. No, no, no. So yeah. two blokes called Jim and Alan on Facebook, yes. who claim to yes. be running my Facebook page, yes. asked for you to send naked pictures. No, 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 they didn't. Actually, they're both, um, they showed uh, um, they had little dogs. They had um, like uh, what the, they they showed me their little puppy dogs and like that, and then they just said they're really good friends of yours and. Um, they wanted to introduce me to paranormal radio. Okay, well let's 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 um okay, well let's find those scumbags and kill them. But okay, so what is this okay. paranormal radio? It sounds spooky. Oh no, it's an app. They said you you started it. Oh my god, how stupid am can, I? Right, can you find me right, how do we find these people on Facebook? What I am gonna find oh, them. I will so find them. I will so find them. Alan and uh, well, one's called Jim, one's called Alan. Right, can we narrow it down a bit? Because I've got a feeling I, if I type in Jim or Alan on Facebook, yeah. I think a few people are gonna come up. They said that they they're 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 into like oh well, boring, but Basically, the one thing they said to me is, you are really into paranormal radio and you started it. And I downloaded the app and it was quite interesting. It's it's quite I've never heard of it. It's nothing to do with me. What is it? Download it. It, 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 it. It's freaked me right now. Well, it sounds like it could be buggy and could be they could be crooks. that They're mining your data to get bitcoins or something. Are you friends with any Scottish people called Jim or... No, I don't know them! Right, one from Brighton, and he's got some little, like, really cute little puppy dogs. They're a distraction, Amanda. It sounds like you're you're being groomed. Oh, my God. So how, hang on a minute. Have you got a computer there in front of you now? Yeah, well, sort of, yeah. Well, well, hang on a minute. Uh, I'll ask the question. Why do I need that? Because I, I want you to find them on Facebook. I, I want you to find them on Facebook and then... Um... Oh, I so will. No, but now. Oh, yeah, of course I will. So there's Jim and there's... Jim and said Alan. he was covering for Alan. Alan disappeared, then Jim came back. I just thought, oh, God. I bet they're the same person. Well, Catherine, you're so... Well, Catherine, you're so wise. How are you able to see through that plan? Because I know about bullshit. But... <laughs> And I, I told you, I, I apologise for that. Yeah, OK, go on. Is it about you being groomed yeah, by some people? Right. Claiming to know right. You said about, um, you said about um, uh, getting, giving treats to kids uh, laced with LSD or whatever, joking, joking aside. Well, years and years ago, my, well, my dad's very involved in rugby. And in rugby, they have a car park where they all, like, hang out before the game. And uh, one year, I took a load of brownies to the picnic. Yes, so mate. Exactly. So basically, the RFU, which is like the Football Association, you know, the same sort of type thing, we had a picnic in the back of my dad's car and I laced a load of brownies with whatever. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Basically, all I'm saying is, um, yeah. And they had a very buzzy, interesting afternoon. And these are people that are, are big RFU committee members. OK. Um, I, I, I wasn't listening to that. Um, no, I know you weren't. You're still on Alan and Jim, aren't you? I'm still on what? Yeah, I want to know who this Alan and Jim are. Yeah, 
I do too. Okay, well then you find out and you send me a link, all right? Yeah, of course I will. Tutty bye. Uh, well done for uh, poning Chris on Twitter as well. Thank I've not even started Thanks yet. very much. 03444991000. This is Talk Radio. Set free your mind. Let your fancy take flight. Conversation gets curiouser by the glow of moonlight. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. If I could make one spooky Halloween wish come true, Catherine. Yeah. What would you like that to be? I'd like um, witchy powers. Okay, forget something realistic. You were talking earlier on about a caller that we hadn't heard from from a, for a while. <gasps> Manny. I've been working. Yes! <laughs> oh, the best Manny, reason. The Manny, best reason. Manny! 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 Wait, wait, wait. What have you been working as? <laughs> Pardon? You've not been working as, like, I don't know, a bank robber or anything we shouldn't be applauding? <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's Tell us what's been going on, Manny, because we've not spoken for a while, man. What's happening? I work ten till three. It's a bit, la- it's a bit lazy, mate. It's only five hours. I'm joking. <laughs> a man who works three hours cannot criticise a man who works five hours. Uh, <laughs> where, where, where are you working? It's about a mile from my house. It's called, shall I say? Yeah, say it. Go on. Hotel construction. Sweet. Big big company. Yeah. But it's it's only answering the phones. No 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 no. Don't no no and no. I answer me, the phones. Me, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and they put me a big whiteboard. Bit racist. Never mind. Up. <laughs> and a red pen because you know I can see little things. Yeah. So if any of the people need tools, yeah. not the work, workers, like if they need a still saw. So I'll just put like Monday still so or Tuesday morning still so, just stuff like that. Making a tea, but it does me. So now is this because I remember you were offered a couple of jobs just by people who listen to the show, and we also yeah, put you yeah. in touch with a, with an organisation. So how did you get this yeah. gig? I actually knew somebody that works there. She's a young lady. She works in the offices. And she was just talking to her gaffer. And this is, this is the best news. I got a bloody job. This is the best news. How long have you been doing it for, man? It's been nearly four weeks. Oh, mate. How long do you reckon before you screw it up? Monday. I'm joking! <laughs> it's only it's only Monday to Thursday, though, which Dude, is good. You've got to stop doing this. Long only. weekend. You've got to, long exactly. weekend. Exactly. It's exactly. Long weekend. Um, and d- guess, guess how much an hour? Um, six pound twenty-six. Go on, three pounds. Go on. I've got no idea. Eight pound, which is also eight pound an hour. Yes, man. And Indian man company, you know. Yes, man. (laughs) Hey, that's brilliant. So, did you talk to that organisation that we put you in touch with? I did. Yeah, I did talk to them. They were very helpful. Yeah, very very helpful. But then. I did book an appointment with them to go and see them. Yeah. Then I got then I got offered this position. And brilliant. Like, it's, brilliant. It's, it's too, it's, oh, I can't really refuse. No, it's brilliant. This uh, position, but it's nice because I go answer a few phone calls, yes. make a couple of cups of tea. Yes. Answer a few phone calls, make a couple of cups of tea. <laughs> answer a few phone calls, make a couple of cups of tea. I'm loving it. 
all right, for um, you, though. I'm Cap. No, no. Thanks no. you and Cap. It is. It is. Well, all right. It is. Uh, well, it is. Okay. Well. Uh, uh, do you know what? We'll take it. We'll take it in that case. We'll take it, Kathy's insisting we take yeah. it. We saved a man's you life. Did. Oh, you man. did. And we have got massive stupid grins on. on our face. Uh, listening to yes. you earlier on. Yes. You need to take some of your own advice. Uh-oh. Thinking of doing what I was going to do. Well, but, uh, listen, it, 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 I know. It, I know. You know what it feels like now? Yeah, yeah, no, I know, I know. I know what it feels like, brother. I wasn't I wasn't going to do it, I but know. it felt like I was going to do it. Because, uh, you know, mine is, is a chemical mm-hmm. kind of thing. And um, But you're right. No, thank you for, for holding the mirror back up at me, brother. I appreciate well, it. I, I, I was on them uh, bloody... I'm, I'm a trip... I'm a trip... I'm a trip to something like that. Yeah. Um, ben was strong, and those were very strong. Yeah. It was a little, like, little, little, very small little family, but I'll tell you one thing, it was like, you woke up like a zombie. You was like a zombie all day. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but you need to take your own advice, what you dishing out to people. You know, you're helping everybody else, so you need to help yourself. You're absolutely right. Man. You're lucky Kathy's there, and your kids are there. Yeah. And you got a good job, and you got brilliant listeners. We got, well, some are, some are brilliant, some are idiots. Where were you yesterday, both of you? Skiving? None of your business. We went to see half of XTC uh, uh, performing live, which is something I never thought I'd ever get to see, and I did, and it was mind blowing. Oh, and I got to show. see, I got to see Ian with his people. Oh, oh my goodness! The show was crap yesterday, anyway. No, shut up! Come on now, you can't say that. That's not fair. That's not, it was different. Not, come on, that's not fair. That's not fair. Come on, that's not fair. I thought, I thought, I thought you'd be doing some ghosties tonight. Well, if you want to phone in with ghosts, have you got ghosties? No, we got that. We've got that idiot. We've got that idiot David Babcock who's going to come on in a bit and talk rubbish about ghosts. We just get him on just to fill the time, and we laugh at him behind his back because he's a pain in the ass. No, no, you've got nice listeners on here, but you, your show is more like let me see, family, family fortunes, one big family, any. Both of you, you treat everybody like equal, and there's some stupid. Oh, well, we're going to get some stupid ass in a minute. Like, like I say, David Babcock is unfortunately going to be calling in <laughs> shortly. And, um, anyway, I forgot to ask Kathy. I'll have to listen to that idiot banging on, wanging on about ghost, boring ghost stories that normally end up with a baby sex with a. Your baby. You? Yeah, oh, it's coming along nicely, but I think it might just be a big cake. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Are you pregnant? How, how are you? Remember, he knocked me up, didn't he? Right. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, knocked her off, man. A blind man. Knocked her down. Knocked her off. Okay, well, now it's getting it's a bit a weird. A little bit of cheeky fun. It's there. getting a bit weird, Manny, so I'm going to cut you off. <laughs> well done on the job, brother. Bye bye. Bye bye. Oh, I'm so happy to hear him happy. That's what I'm talking about. That is great news. That is great news. Thank you. Thank you, everyone who helped, because loads of you got in touch when Manny called in. Um, those of you don't know, Manny's blind, but injured a few years ago uh, at work and was very depressed, boozing a bit. We're having a lot of bad luck doing his dad dying on an aeroplane. Yeah. Um, and was going to kill him, phoned us up saying that that day he'd sat in a park with a Stanley knife and was going to kill himself. And um, all he wanted to do was work. Well, that gave us a mission. And um, we didn't find him a job, but I think we gave him a little boot up the backside. We got him talking to a few people that you recommended, uh, dear listener, and um, he's got himself a job. Birmingham Vision did a great job. Birmingham the RNIB Vision, were great too. It. Birmingham Vision we had on the show, they were great. Um, ugh, Jesus. 
Go on. It's David Babcock. Well, that's rude. Sorry? It's, it's rude to refer to me as an idiot. OK, well, we'll come back to you in a minute then, you idiot. Let's go to Tony first. Good evening, Tony. Oh, hello, mate. Oh, hello. <laughs> Hiya, mate. Can you hear us? I can hear you now. You've walked to the phone. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'll take the speaker off. OK. Sorry, I was lying in bed. I was falling asleep. <laughs> oh, mate! <laughs> Uh, no, I, was, I was listening to you on, on the phone, but I was falling asleep. But yeah. the reason I was uh, calling is I called you earlier. Yeah. Oh, it's Aunt yeah, from Ant uh, and Deck, yes. <laughs> yes, yeah. Sorry about that, but uh, I just want to say, like, um, I know how you feel, you know, because I get that as well. Yeah. Yeah, so... But you know, you know, oh, and there we go, Tony. Yes. Thanks very much. That was an F-bomb, and we've got to let you go there, mate, I'm afraid. <laughs> Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wish we'd stuck with you, David. Well, I, at least I don't f and Jeff. No, but what you what you do though is you put your penis inside. No. Y- yes, you put your no. pe- yes household appliances you aren't put safe, your are they? Penis inside Hoover's, and you have uh, intercourse with them. As it, this clip proves, grab pussy. Now, oh. it's technically not the right clip, but um, is this it? I've got a mouth for the sausage. No. I can't believe what I'm listening to. <gasps> Never. I don't like food very much, you see. I can't find the clip, but trust me, I've got it. So- ah, here it is. Grab pussy. No, we'll go to the ads and then we're going to play it when we come out of the news, David, all right? Across the UK, online and on DAB. The wild man of late night radio, Ian Lee. Differently interesting nocturnal emissions from a legend of late night radio. On air and off the leash. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Can I got my willy stuck in the hoover? It was a lot of work to find that. It turns out I've lost it, but then I found it. I lost a lot of my clips. Well, I lost, I lost a lot. I lost a clip the other day. I lost Yasser talking about um, his trumpet, but I found this. I'm David Babcock, and I got my willy stuck in the hoover. Ah, David! I'm, I'm David Babcock, and I have a very powerful lawyer. you got a very powerful hoover as well, by the sounds of things. No, no. I was spring cleaning... With uh, no pants on, and I fell into my Hoover's nozzle. That does not, because uh, that is not the same. But there's so many things wrong with that. So but you had the no- nozzle, you were naked, the nozzle was facing you, it was at groin level, and you fell forwards. I mean, there's just so many things that are incorrect and weird, I'd, downright I'd, weird I'd, about that. I'd rested it on a puff as I was trying to uh, inspect a piece of dust that looked a bit uh, familiar. And uh, so I had it, had it rested at crotch level, and I slipped on a discarded piece of turkey ham, and uh, my member got lodged. Okay, so, all right, and and you ejaculated? No, you were on the phone to me at the time. Well, I could have tipped you over the edge. No, I, and, right, 
I have. I mean, it's not even Halloween anymore, technically. I know. This is why I'm wondering. Your phone is 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 the first November now. What's what's so you got phone with a spooky story? It's All Souls Day. Yeah, it's, it's All Souls Day. All Souls Day. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, then do it in a, a spooky voice. Okay, well, you, you can do it in a spooky voice, but it's it's irrelevant. So you you want to? Uh-huh. It, 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 would you not rather wait until next Halloween to tell us your spooky stories then? Because it's just it's well, just it's just a, it's just a Thursday. It's just yeah. any old Thursday, any time of the year. Nothing spooky. Nothing to see here. Your your show began on Halloween. Correct. And it's still the same show. Okay, yes, it is, but it's not Halloween. It's a Halloween special show. Well, it's it's not. But people who are in bed will still be feeling spooky. <laughs> <laughs> well, they should kick spooky out of the bed then, shouldn't they? No, no, right. no, no. no. I've got some. Uh, I'm going to change it up a bit. Okay. And not have have long uh, spooky tales, but uh, spooky tales that are only two sentences long. Okay, okay, oh, I like that. Short uh, and spooky. By, by the way, we, the only reason we're allowing David on. Um, now is we have no other calls. So, dear right. li- so dear listener, if you would like to end David's reign of terror, no, o three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Every time a call comes on, we will take David off. We'll take calls straight to air. Every no. time a call comes on, we'll just put them straight through, and they can interrupt David. O three four 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 nine nine one thousand. And it's very simple, David. If no one calls him. That means people have got bored of you and have fallen asleep. And if people do call in, that means they don't want to hear your rather unseasonal spooky tales. You're, you're very rude for someone who wants to describe me as quite spooky. Ah, I, I, I think you misunderstood the description of quite spooky. I didn't mean as in a sort of spiritualist, ghost-hunting way. I meant kind of in a noncy way. Well, that's... Uh, libelous. Okay. Right. Spooky story number one. Okay, don't forget, if anyone calls in, I'm going to take them straight to air and they will interrupt you. Hello, line one, you're on the air. Hello, you okay? Yeah? Not bad. I've got nothing to really talk about, but he was just doing my head in. Isn't he? Isn't it? Shut up. Yeah, boring. Boring, I couldn't imagine what he's doing right now. What's your name? Funny enough, same as yours, mate. Right, David. Yes. What's your last name? I'm not going to tell you that, am I? What's your middle name? Boris. Right. B.R. Boris, that's what we call you. Oh. What are you? David Babcock. <laughs> David Nocock. <gasps> take him off. He's gone, he's gone. He's got you there. Do you say, take him off? Yeah. Okay, just check it. Take him off. I like it when Cat's right. a little bit naughty. Go on then. Don't forget, if anyone calls yeah. in oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand, we'll take the call straight to her and interrupt your story. Where you go? There was a picture. Line of my two. Phone. You're on the wireless. Right. No. Oh, well, I, I, I just hello. I just wanted to correct a couple of things. I just want to think. Uh, today is All Saints Day. Tomorrow is All Souls Day. What's your name? I don't know. If it, David. Uh, it's David Babcock. Uh, my name is unimportant. What's yours? Wait, 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 have you got a girlfriend? What are you offering? Right, Virgin, get him off. 
Okay, all right. That needs to be personal. Away you go, David. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. If you call in, we'll put you straight to air. You can interrupt David's story. Away you go, David. Go on. Lines are clear now. There was a picture of line one. You're on the wireless. I just want to know if Babcock's doing something naughty with his phone now instead of his Hoover because it's so muffled. His phone's not down the back of his own throat, is it? My phone is a Higuan Tiger, and it was made in China, I think, with the fake parts. Is it down the back of your throat, David? Right, what's your name? Uh, Sebastian. Sebastian, more like... Steady. (laughs) Steady. Steady. He's Sebastian of poor humour. Okay, right, okay. It's not bad, actually. I mean, I did, I did love the irony of that particular caller complaining wow. about the quality of another phone caller's wow. line. Okay, oh, three, four, kept a, four. Kept a, kept a call in the black pot. Don't get racist, mate. Yeah, we don't call them black pots anymore. No, no. Oh, oh three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. If you want to call in and interrupt, um, David's uh, spooky story. David, the lines are clear. Away you go. There was a picture in my phone of me sleeping. Line one, you're on the wireless. Right. I want to drink your blood. I am Transylvanian and I'm tired. I want to go back to my coffin because I can't stand listening to you. Pervert. That's what you are, son. <laughs> when does Dracula go? I am Transylvanian. Yeah. Uh, blah blah blah. <laughs> blah blah blah. Okay, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. Go on, the, the lines are clear. Go on. Um, They're not, of course. Look. Line three, you're on the wireless. Right. Hello. Well, they're not. There's no one there. Right. There was a Hello, line three. There. Turn your, sp- yes, turn your radio right. off. It's your turn. Oh, what a the, the shame. There was a picture of we'll my wait. phone. He'll hear himself in a minute. No, we won't. Let's go to line four. Line four, you're on the wireless. Yes. Hello, line four. Oh, it's a shame. Amanda. There was a picture. Hello, Amanda. Hello. Hi. You're through to David Hi. Babcock. Talking to yes. strangers again. She's drunk. Hi. Go on. Amanda, put down the bottle, mate, love. Thanks. Let's hear your spooky story. After we've spoken to line one. Hello, Carol. Yeah. As you know, it was me. I thought I'd better ring up because I'm, no, no, no. I am so good at interrupting. Not Carol. And I Not thought Carol. I couldn't interrupt anybody. So Hi. I'm getting this really horrible thought about Hoovers and dicks and coins. Please don't go. I'm David Babcock and I got my willy stuck in the hoover. Surely that's a yellow card, Ian. I feel sick. Oh, shut up about your dick and bloody hoovers. It's worse than the ghost stories. Oh my God. She said the D word. All I rang in for was to say, I hope Ian had a lovely time last night. It's okay then, my night, my love. Yes, you go. You go steadily to bed. Hello. Oh Christ! Do you want to hear a ghost story? Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, go on. Yeah. There was a picture in my phone of me sleeping. I live alone.
Next one. Yeah. I can't move, breathe, speak or hear, and it's so dark all the time. If I knew it would be this lonely, I would have been cremated instead. I don't know what that was. Hello. Now I've got the breathy, breathy pervert on the line. Who's that? Hello. You got that? So, a guy stuck his willy in a hoover. And it was, I'm and David Babcock and I got my willy stuck in a hoover. No, no, but it, no. It turned out to be a 50s hoover that had metal bits inside, so it, it, it minced his... His little willy. Well, you were saying this, you were saying this, then you were a pervert, and you were going to. Hello? Well, turn your radio off. Hello? Go ahead, caller. Well, I'm, ringing, I'm ringing to speak to David. I want to know why he's eating turkey ham and not turkey or ham. Have you never heard of the process of hamming? Hamming? No. You, you, you can hammer meat. It doesn't necessarily need to be pork or the, the, the turkey. What? Pork? Well, I'm not, I'm not repeating myself. It, it is a spooky story. Oh, Christ. There's nothing like the laughter of a baby unless it's 1am and you're home alone. Oh, David, I've got bunches in me. Right, you can go. Oh, yeah, yes, sorry. Get to bed. Right. Then, Hello. Uh, creepy story number seven. Yeah. She asked why. Go for right, it. Yes, sh- shush. She asked why I was breathing so you heavily. Bell end. Right. Yellow card. Tossle. Yellow card for swearing. No, no. Nah, right. Put the phone down, please. Ian. Ian swear. Ian's a swearer. She asked why I was breathing so heavily. I wasn't. Right. First book showing them eight. Um, I woke up to hear knocking on glass. I've got wind. I've got wind. Oh. Yeah. Right. At first, I thought it was the wind. Episode of the persuasionists. Please, someone tell me. Your voice is very deep. Hello? Hi, hi, hi. I'm, I'm looking for a copy of The Persuasionists on DVD. I've gone to Amazon. It's all sold out. Right. Well, right. it doesn't... Oh, dear. Well, I don't seem to be siphoning through the voices. Um, quickly, who, who is this? Uh, what's your name? It's Holly. My I'm name's Holly, and you might have heard me on the show before because I am a journalist who talks a lot about sex and stuff and disabilities and everything like that. I'm a little bit concerned about, you know, your what's it in the Hoover. It's, as somebody who's got a bit of expertise in the world of sex, I reckon, you know, you could go and find something a little bit... That is I'm David Babcock and I got my willy stuck in the Hoover. Well, exactly. 
How many times have I have to, have to say it till I'm blue in the knob, in the face? I have not put my member into a Hoover's novel. I'm, I'm David Babcock and I got my willy stuck in a Hoover. Yeah. That's not me. That's I mean, not me. That's a recording. Accidentally. Accidentally. Well, you say accidentally. I slipped. So I reckon there's these things called flashlights, and I reckon no. they'll light up your street, David. I do not. Right. Here's an, an admission. I am not a very sexual person, so I do not want a, a fuss light. Can't very much. And I don't want to be putting my member into anything and pretending it is a vagina. Right. I was doing or a any other orifice. Such as? Such as? A, B, C. All right. Another lunatic. Could you please um, stop derailing my spooky segment? What's your name? Takes one to no one. No, I don't think it does. You're, so I know you are. You said you are, but what am I? You're a strange man. I didn't know Jimmy Savile was back alive, but clearly. I, I, I know you are. You said you are, but what am I? Uh, that bloke who wants a DVD of the Persuasion is Try eBay. Uh, and uh, David, is your middle name Henry by any chance? No, it's Cecil. Mr. Bangkok, can I ask you a question? Go ahead. Um, you've got to ask me what my name is first. Everyone else you've asked what their name is. Now, what's your name? It's the same as yours. Get it's David. Boring. My name's Boring. No, not David. Boring. Can I ask you another question? Yeah. That Hoover you got, that Hoover you got your willy stuck in. Was it called Henry? No, it was a vax. Oh, I don't like this. I was going to talk to Ian about a presenter that was on earlier today who he, he had a listener on who was a female and he said, you're fit in your picture as you're dressed as a Wonder Woman. I thought that was creepy. He then had another woman on who he said, oh, it's your first time. Uh, have fun. I thought that was creepy as well. Hello? Morning, no name. Hello? Hello? My Back name's David name Goodcock. <laughs> and I've got my willy stuck in a hairdryer. That was the pet. Um, uh, Mr. Babcock, my balls are fizzing. Right, I don't like this. You, you pervert, I've got your number. My number? Not your number. I can be passed from pillar to post. All oh, right, sorry. I just wanted to say that you're doing a great job here. 
Thank you. What's your name? You. Uh, my name's Adam. You're uh, a very nice guy. Would you like to hear a spooky story? Would you like to hear a spooky story? Well, to be honest, it's gone midnight and I don't think it's Halloween anymore, so with all due respect, it's not time for spooky stories anymore. I, I think every every time is a bad time. Pinch on the pinch and suck my dung. No. No, no. All right, all right. Thank, thank you. you, David. We're out of time now. Thanks so much for that call. No, thank you. You have a great evening. Thank you. What was that about? Terrible. Um, 034, the call's not straight to her now. You'll speak to Sam and you'll get a call back. 0344 499 1000. You sure it's not All Souls Day? <laughs> <laughs> this is all radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Hate alarm clock. Hate going to work. On Talk Radio. 03444991000. Yeah, we were at Kath and I were off yesterday. We, very rarely we take a night off together, but we went to Swindon to see TC and I, which is basically Colin Moulding and Terry Chambers from XTC, a band that stopped touring in 1982, I think it was. Maybe 83, I think it was 82. And they haven't done any shows since. Andy Partridge is never going to return to the live stage, she says. And um, Colin Moulding, who wrote a lot of the hits. Andy wrote the bulk of the songs. Um, I prefer Andy's songs, if I'm completely honest. But Colin wrote, wrote some great songs. <coughs> and he wrote a lot of the hits. Generals and Majors, Making Plans for Nigels. God, man. Play, being in an audience of, of 200 people going, Steal! 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 At the end of Making Plans for Nigel. I never thought that would ever happen. It was a joy. Met some lovely, lovely people there. A lot of listeners were there. Filthy Kath. Apparently. That's uh, my Twitter handle these days. A guy, guy came up and went, oh, you've been listening to... Um, he said, I've been listening to the call with that guy that got done for stalking Charlene Spiteri. And I went, oh, yeah, 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 Stephen Murdoch, the computer guy. And we were chatting about Stephen Murdoch and rehabilitation of offenders and things like that. And then I went, oh, but then Kath wandered over from the bar. And I went, oh, this is, um, this is my producer, Catherine. He went, oh, filthy Kath. Apparently. Word gets around. But we met a lot of nice people. Um, and it wasn't it, lo- wasn't it joyous? I mean, you wouldn't have known most of the songs, but the vibe in there. There's a few songs. I quite a few songs I didn't know. There's some new songs and stuff. But the vibe was stunning, wasn't I it? I can honestly say I enjoyed every single song, even the ones, you know, I knew a couple, but I, yeah. didn't, I didn't know many. Um, but, yeah, it was just it was just fun, and you could tell that they were, um, they were nervous, yeah. but they were really enjoying themselves. That guitarist, the younger one, yeah, was, was great. nuts, wasn't he? I, um, I emailed Colin. And just to say thank you and say how brilliant it was. And he and I gave him a suggestion. I said, you know, at the end of the show, the one thing I felt it was lacking is everyone else goes off stage and you and Terry, the original members of XTC, stand at the front and do that thing where you hold hands and you bow or you put your hands up in yeah. a picture thing or you just hug or whatever. I said, that's the only thing I would say would make that night, you would get so much love for that because they just kind of shuffle on and shuffle off. And Colin said, yeah, I did suggest that to Terry, the drummer. But he's really, really shy. And he doesn't want to do anything like that. So that's why we don't do it. And it's shy, isn't it funny? What um, a great drummer, though. A great drummer. Um, and Colin was gutted that the guitarist voice had gone. He said, you know, we lost all the harmonies, which was he said he was gutted about. But, um, dude, it was, honestly, it was a great, great night. And then, and then Andy Partridge tweeted, Did anyone, I'm hearing good things about the concerts, which is a relief. 
And I tweeted saying, yeah, I went, and it was a lot of love, and they sounded great. And he said, I'm, I'm, I'm so pleased and relieved. That word relief again. And you wonder, is it relief for Colin and Terry? Is it relief for the um, legacy of the band? You just thought relief was an odd choice of words. I love all of those, all of them. And I know Andy fairly well. has been giving me a lot of advice on how to cope with getting divorced and stuff like that, and which is, you know, is a joy. One of my favourite songwriters give, t- talking me through my divorce. Wow. Um, so I don't want to say, you know, I don't want to offend one side or the other because I think, you know, they've, you know they've, they've both got... Um, I love them both. Um, but it was a joy. It was a real joy last night. They're doing another show tonight, and I think they're doing the last one's tomorrow. And uh, there's no, they've not said anything, but I would be very, very surprised if they didn't start booking some larger venues and do a tour. I think these four dates have been um, a little experiment to see if, if uh, people would come, see if they'd enjoy it, see if uh, it sounded any good. And uh, I think that, that um, there will be plenty more of those dates. So go and see him, man. Go and see him. Oh three, we just lost Steve. There, we'll go to. Hopefully, we'll get Steve back. Oh three, four four, four nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. We haven't done any of the stories or anything. You got any stories? I've got loads of stories. Let's give us a story, Katharina boy. All right then. Well, um, okay. Uh, let's see. Go on. Oh right, you know these cat cafes. One of them's called a cropper. Oh okay, the cat cafes because they're big in Japan, of yeah. course. Um, um, and now there's a few around this country. Go on, what's happened? Right. A cat cafe where cats are allowed to wander freely around the tables has been ordered to pay £1,700 over food hygiene failings. Oh. Um, this is called the Catastrophe Cat Cafe in Needham Market, Suffolk. Apparently ignored food safety regulations and kept out-of-date food in fridges next to a kitchen sink filled with dirty crockery. So it's nothing to do with the cats. OK. okay. Well, c- cats, we you know, are clean. Just, you, obviously, you've got to be careful with their tongues. Mm-hmm. Um, but It uh, would be the hair that would be my concern. It's, it's, they, they lick their own bum holes. As I would if I could. Well, we know you've tried. I haven't tried that. Owners Laura Moyes, 26, and Gemma Whitehouse, 30, appeared at Suffolk Magistrates Court on October the 30th where they admitted breaching two food safety regulations related to hazard controls and food supply. Um, and they admitted they m- had made mistakes. The court heard the cafe was forced to shut its doors in May after inspectors made repeating visits following 11 complaints from the public. So this, I mean, this... Um, Kind of lures you in with a cat cafe in hygiene shocker, it's but actually it's nothing to do with the cats. cats. Nothing to do with the cats. What a swizz. Oh, oh we got Steve back. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I like the, the idea of a cat cafe. Good evening, Steve. Hi, Ian. How are you? Good, thank you, mate. What you got for us? Um, well, I just wanted to ask you a little bit about the persuasionists. Yep. Um, um, I was listening to your podcast with Adam Buxton, yes. which was from about two years ago. A couple of years ago, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, and um, it was very, uh, very. Very interesting, very yep. good fun. And um, you talk quite a bit about the persuasionists. Yes. And you were laughing about how you might do a kind of DVD release and so on and so forth. Yeah, so. well, yes, yes. And uh, I was just looking it up on YouTube, and there's some quite good clips. And it's actually quite funny, the clips. I don't know if that's the highlights or if that's... Well, I ain't going to put the worst bits up there, but there ain't many. Um... Where can you watch a full episode? You can't. I don't think I've even got it. um, It certainly never got. It was going to get released on DVD, and then it never did. I know that um, regular listener and contributors to the show, Davian, recently found like a hard drive with all six episodes on, and I kind of wanted to say to him, Davian, if you get them to me, 
I'd whack them up on YouTube. If you want to whack them up on YouTube, do. I don't quite know what the, if I get told off for it or not, but I, I'm quite happy to put them on YouTube. Uh, but I, I, I don't think even I've... Have I got them? So is, it, is it like sunk into oblivion and yeah. it's just going to disappear? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't very good. It wasn't, it wasn't bad. It was, it was, it was, it was quite bad. I no, it really wasn't. If you watch the highlights, especially the bits with Adam Buxton, because he's quite funny. Adam Buxton's but, brilliant. Yeah, he's a funny yeah. guy. And and the other guy who plays the like the weird East European. Oh, the Simon um, Simon Farnaby. And uh, of course, your comic no. actor is, is up there. With, no, shut um, up! Now you've been sarcastic. Shut, shut your face! You're going to get slapped. You are. Um, uh, uh, it wasn't. It wasn't very good. I don't think it was as bad as everyone said, but it wasn't very. It wasn't very good, you know and it I didn't make a lot just of sense. Follow what they're told, because I, no. I, if it was, you know, things like Father Ted were kind of. It, no, that was funny. A bit cringy in a way. Father Ted. And, I remember watching the first episode of Father Ted and thinking, "At last, a sitcom for me." Yeah, it's obvious, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's not trying to be clever. No, no, but it's funny. The thing where the, there's a spider baby, and there's the, the first episode has got there's got a fairground. I haven't seen it for years, but there's a fair, and there's um, like a ride where you point at the old man. And I just remember seeing that yeah, and thinking, yeah, yeah. "Man, that is that is great. That is classy." Yeah, that that was like you in the persuasionist. That Come on now, exactly listen. Exactly what I was thinking. Okay, all right. Well, well, I'm I'm happy to have a conversation, but if you want to take the piss, you can. I'm not taking it. Get stuffed. Um, dear me, what, someone looking like Ian Lee. I've just found on the South Bank. Well, doesn't anything like me. Um, I'm happy to have a conversation there, but don't take the mic out. You know, it wasn't great, but I'm I'm happy to talk about my back catalogue. Um, 03444991000. Holidaymaker Tracy Leach. Mm, that name is actually quite appropriate when we get to the rest of the story. Has claimed she picked up more than 400 bed bug bites Oof. at the Lanzarote Hotel. The 54 year old's marks were so bad, a doctor thought she had chickenpox. Tracy and husband Chris, 52, of Kidsgrove Staffs, had to be given steroid and antihistamine injections in Puerto del Carmen. The resort had been invaded by the pests, with another couple telling the sun last week they were forced to bin their clothes. Tracy said, we turned over the mattress and it was infested. I broke down crying. Bed bugs, I've never had them, never seen, I've never seen them in real life. I've seen them on you know pictures and TV and stuff. That's, my, that's one of my big fears. Dirty, unsafe bed, an yeah. unsafe bed where things can get in you, and you've been on holiday, haven't you? Me and my eldest are, are the mozzie attractors. It used to be just me. If I would go on holiday, I was the one that would get attacked by the mozzies. Wow, they ignore me. No, no well, now I kind of share it with my eldest son, which is great news for me. Um, and everyone else is fine, and it's us that get, get loads of bites. And you, you're, you're on holiday abroad, and you're going you're gonna to get mozzies. That's fine, I get that. But, but bed bugs and all kinds of things like that in the bed. No, 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 no. No, thank you. No, thank you, sir. We'll have none of that. Uh, more stories in a second. We've got 25 minutes of the show left before Paul Ross comes in and does his thing. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. The late night lip service for lovers, loners and lounge lizards. Yeah, well, where, where exactly is your accent from? The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Oh, I've forgotten your name already, excuse me. On Talk Radio. Uh, what are you doing on the computer, Catherine? Um, logging into um, Twitch, I think. Yes, and, and why is that? 
Because you've asked me to. And no, because you get some money for it. There we go. No, because no, no, no. Uh, because you provide top-notch entertainment you are, for no no pounds. You are on Amazon Prime, and so you've got free subscriptions on Twitch. Free subscription every month on Twitch. So if you might as well give it to me, it doesn't cost you a penny, and I get dollars. I can um, actually are you get dollars. Buy me a nice no, Christmas present. No, of course I'm not. Of course I'm not. Why would I do that? Uh, your, I'm be- nice. your bell cheese. Oh. Your bell. Ah. Your, your mini baby bell. Oh. Ah. You won't let me do it. What do you mean it won't let you do it? Won't let me do it. No. You're doing it. Well, go and go out and sit out with Sam. Sam, do you know how to do a Twitch subscription? Could you talk Catherine through it, please? Because sent me on there and I've not got a thing. Okay, if you could just go and show Sam. Go and show I Sam. I could do this in my own time. No, I think do it now just to make sure that you do. It's important. It's supporting a friend who's trying to do something different in the arts. So I'd like but I'm it. supporting a friend who's doing something that I'm being paid for. You're being paid for now. What? I'm being paid to support you. Exactly. To do so this. if you do that out there. Then what will happen is I will like you more, okay? Because what you're doing is, is Sam, can, he can do it. Man, I, mean, I just I feel like this is kind of a just going out there and sign your use of my time. Amazon account over to me on Twitch so that I get money. This is supporting me. I'm I'm a youngster starting out in the world of professional gaming. I'm not sure about that. Okay, don't worry, Sam. We'll talk you through it. Good lad. Thank you, Sam. Sign her up for the most expensive three-tier account, please, if you wouldn't mind. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you're very, very welcome to... Um, what you got? What you got planned this weekend? I have got the boys this weekend. We're going to make cookies. I think we're going to make a fruit... A Christmas fruit cake. The boys want to make a Christmas fruit cake. And I don't really like Christmas fruit cakes. But they want to make one, so I'll make one. I'm worried about my youngest. I mentioned earlier on that um, on Monday he kind of burst into tears before going to school. And then at school burst into tears. And we kind of thought it was just tiredness. And he was talking about, he was worried about the dog was going to get bullied. Um, and then he did it again today. And it's, um, I just I just wonder what's going on. I just wonder what's going on. It's difficult being, you know being a parent who's kind of um, remote. I'm going to see them tomorrow. I'm picking them up from school. But being a parent who is remote and, and you hear these emotional stories, it's kind of tough knowing what to do and, and what to say. And you're kind of at the mercy of everybody else who's involved and in doing these... Uh... Is everything going all right out there, Sam? Good lad, thank you. Kind of at the mercy at these... Because um, uh, it will show up on my computer when you've done it. So I'll know... I'll know when you've done it, Kathy. I'll get a little little ding on here. So, um, okay. So just don't don't worry. But I, I can see that you haven't quite haven't quite finished it yet. So, um, so I'm just worrying about what what to do with that. Parents, huh? Being parents. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Who'd have thought that um, thirty five years later? Spandau Ballet would still be making the hits and the news. Uh, they did a gig last night with their new singer. Replacing, they get four stars out of five. Replacing a well-loved singer with a newcomer can be a tricky move for an established pop act. And when Spandau Ballet were at their commercial peak in the 80s, sharply dressed frontman Tony Hadley was an integral part of their appeal. Hadley, 58, is now no longer part of the gang. He parted company with them last year due to circumstances beyond my control, a quote, and has been replaced by Ross William Wilde, a 
young Scott who wasn't even born when the band were in their flowery pomp. This was the new boy's first major show, and he did well. Monday evenings, one-off, for now. I like Spandau Ballet, I like Tony Hadley, and I think I'd like the Kemp boys as well. Come on, why can't bands just be friends forever? Monday evening's one-off, for now, concert at the Event Time Apollo in Hammersmith was a sellout, and Wild, 30, brought a youthful energy to the stage. His background lies in musical theatre rather than pop. He came to the group's attention after starring with Spandau bassist Martin Kemp in a West End production of the jukebox musical Million Dollar Quartet. And his animated approach was sometimes too showy. Hmm... Like many performers whose talent was homed in theatreland, Aberdeen-born Wilde can oversing. His style was certainly a stark contrast to Hadley's air of studied cool, and he became so worked up during the night's second song, Chant Number no. One, that I feared we were in for a jarring evening. Ah, just subscribed. I'm going to block her. Ah, Welcome, welcome, welcome. My latest subscriber to my professional gaming career. Does that mean you're now Twitch my employee? TV slash Ian Lee. Um, if you want to follow or subscribe. No, what it means is you're now going to get invited. To, you're going to you're supporting me, which is great. And I really appreciate that. Thank you. Go in. Um, and also that you're going to get invited to exclusive gaming sessions. Oh. If you can get your internet to work, that's the problem uh, with you. Yeah. Um, all of my supporters will be invited to, if they've got PlayStation 4s, to have um, special online gaming sessions um, with me that will stream and we'll have a lot of fun, a lot of banter. It's going to be outrageous. Um, and it's also going to be fun as well. Unfortunately, you won't be able to take part in that, Catherine, because your internet is pony. Um, but your support is appreciated. How does that, that feel, knowing you're supporting new young talent taking a bold new step in a different direction. I feel pretty neutral about okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. I think that's going to change. In fact, I feel nothing. Are you on that page? Are you on the page? No, I came out. Right, go into the page. Oh, that's probably the last time I'll have a look at go it. Into the, go what? into the page, yes. go into the chat bot, right, chat box, chat and type box. in the word Kath and see what happens. This is great fun. Thank you to Matty for setting this up. This is great fun. You in there typing, Kath? A biddly biddly bong. Yeah, there, we, there we go. Use my. Uh, you should be paying me yeah. for that. And you get to use my emotes. Not only, only if you go down to the little smiley face at the bottom right of that. There's uh, three emotes in there, and um, there's a rainbow emote that means I like um, gays and stuff. Fun, huh? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I'm Ian Lee, and I'm a professional gamer. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Discussion's brilliant. On Talk Radio. Amanda knows who Jim and Alan are. If Amanda phones up again, we'll take put her on. Because there's a little bit of confusion going on. I don't know what's going on. I'm, bo- I'm bored. I'm bored now. It wouldn't be great if you could just go, do you know what? The show's done. I think we're finished. 15 minutes to. I think we're finished. They, they just work out how much less they, you know, how much to deduct from your wages. And you go, yeah, I'm fine with that. Brilliant, lovely. The show's finished. Mm. Do you know what I mean? The show's finished. Okay. Feels like we feels like we're, we we feels like we're going on. There's nothing to say. What have you got to say? Vaginal bleaching. Great, I tried... great band. I've got their second album on vinyl, signed by the bass player. This is uh, an article in the Sun. In the fabulous section online, if you want to read along a calf, entitled, and I'll tell you exactly what it's entitled now, as I'm scanning up through a lot of pictures. 
Bleach Babe. I tried vaginal bleaching on my lunch break as a treat for my boyfriend. Oh, yeah. The sex afterwards was incredible. Wow, yeah, because it was sore with bleach burns. I mean, who... Entering the HB health clinic with my boyfriend, Freddie, it felt like one of our normal spa dates. Only today, I was in for some pampering of a more intimate kind. I was getting bleach pulled on my fanny. This is written by Tracy Kiss, who's 31 and from Aylesbury. Hey, Tracy. I'm trying to get her on the show. OK. I was booked in for vaginal bleaching. Having just celebrated my 31st birthday in Paris, it seemed like the ideal time to treat myself and Freddie to a brighter, more youthful vagina. Okay. I mean, ah, buy yourself a new pair of shoes. I mean, uh, people are going to see that. Please bleach my vagina. Whoa, whoa, Gosh. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're approaching our first anniversary together, so already she's worried that he's, he's getting fed up with that old thing. That dirty old thing. And a new... And I'm going to use words here that I never thought I would use on the radio. But I'm going to read it out because this is what Tracy Kiss has written. OK. Tracy Kiss Kiss. We're approaching our first anniversary together and a new bright pink vagina seemed the ideal gift to give my boyfriend. <laughs> Again, buy him a CD. Boys like CDs. Or download. Get him an Amazon voucher. Or, or subscribe to Ian Lee... Uh, Twitch.tv slash Ian Lee. While I've never been criticised for the colour or appearance of my intimate area, I certainly feel that as a woman I deserve to take control of my body and seek beauty treatments that help me feel comfortable in my own skin. Much like putting on a pair of high heels or wearing mascara. No, it isn't. It's really not. No. When you look your best, you feel your best, especially when it comes to spending special moments with a loving partner. With age, skin in your intimate area darkens and becomes more textured and prune-like. God. But this procedure helps reverse that, leaving it soft and pink. It's the ultimate makeover for mums. Again, buy yourself a new mascara. Here's the thing, everyone. We, I, there's nothing more beautiful than an ageing vag- No, here's the thing. It's, it, getting older is nice. Look, it, looking older is, is nice. I was seeing this thing about arse, bum lifts the other day. And I was thinking, well, that, that's now... I'm, I'm old enough to remember, kind of, in the 70s and 80s, um, boob jobs were still considered a little bit... It still used to be called plastic surgery. They don't call it plastic surgery anymore. But boob jobs were still... I mean, they've probably been around... I'm going to say Carol Doda, I think, was one of the first women to have a boob job in America, um, early 60s. So they've been around for about 20-odd years then. But even in the 80s, it was still... Oh, someone's getting a boob job. It was still seen as a bit weird. Yeah. And now it's normal. Now you've got adverts in between programmes on television well, for boob jobs. Yeah. But now I realise that we've crossed the line, and we crossed it a while ago, where, where bum lifts, uh, they're now normal. They're, but a bum lift is now normal. It's not a freakish thing. And it was because I was reading this story. Oh, it was the, the thing online, and um, fans say that such and such has had a bum, a bum lift. I'm thinking, oh, God, it's, not, it's normal now. We, we crossed that line quite a long time ago when we used to laugh at people who had bum lift. You know, we used to laugh at people who would go internet dating. Mm. And that's a great thing now that it's normal. And the fact that it's, it's, it's not normal, it's, it's, more and more people do it. You get apps for it before. Internet dating, gosh, how sad. What and that's great. That's one of the positives. But bum lifts are now, they're normal. They're normal. What is that? What is that about? That's how insane this world is. That bum lifts are normal. And we're talking about vagina bleaching. Right. And this, and we've spoken this, about this before, right? But women have got a real problem yeah. in that society, and when I say society, I mean people who are making money out of this, prey on the fear and the disconnection that women have 
with their private parts, yeah. right? There is no kind of female uh, version of Willy it, as a way to so? refer to your privates, right? Because no one wants to talk about it. No one wants to say vagina. And all the other words are, like, overtly sexual. I don't think Fanny is sexual. But Fanny, I mean, Willie, uh, Willie's kind of uh, William laughing Fa- a joke. I think yeah, William Fanny, Fanny. I think William Fanny are, think, are the same. I don't think women throw Fanny about with the same gay well, abandon well, they would Willie. Well, blokes don't say Willie. No one says Willie. I say Willie to the boys. Yeah. But blokes don't I wouldn't say. About- but I wouldn't. Let, my little girls wouldn't say Fanny. Okay. What would they say? Oh God, there are so many words. Okay. Well, Sheenus, they call it at the moment. Sheenus. Okay, fair enough. We'll come back to your Fanny in a minute. Let's go to David. Good evening, David. Hello. Hello, David. Hi. Um. I, I wanted to take the conversation to a different uh, kind of uh, plane. Um, yes, I, certainly, I, David. I, David, I, well, it's great that we get so many international callers. Where, whereabouts are you? Whereabouts? I'm guessing you're calling from the UK, but whereabouts are you from originally? Oh, originally I'm from uh, Wilmington in Vermont. Oh, that I, I know that place uh, very, very well. Good. Yeah, very well. How, how long you live there, man? Uh, I was born there, but I moved to the UK like a long time ago. Anyway, how, how long ago did you there. move here? Oh, like so long ago. How, how long? <laughs> I, I how, really don't want to tell you. I know, because I know, but go, try. How long ago do you think that was? Oh, um, maybe like uh, twenty years ago. Okay, so how old are you now, man? Oh, like um, I I I, I don't really want to say. <laughs> okay, I, I'm going to say I'm going to say you're forty three. Oh, not bad, not bad. But um, anyway, so back to, back to the guy. I wanted to yes. ask you if you if you prefer um, Paul McCartney or John Lennon, who is a better artist? I know you like talking about like fannies and bombs and stuff, but like who is a better artist? <laughs> Paul McCartney, John Lennon. You're right. You're right. Now tell me why. Because he did better songs. Yes. And he um, well, because he did better songs. Yeah, but why Why were they better songs? Because they were gooder, more good. They were more good. Like lyrically or musically or, or what? Well, you tell me. You you agree with me. You tell me. Well, I just think that John Lennon was like... Everyone loved John Lennon, but he, actually he was a not very nice person. Yeah. But anyway, but Paul McCartney's songs are more complex. They're like David Bowie songs. They got... They take you to places you've not been to before. They're not like dun 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 dun. So, well, some of them are. The Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. Uh, do, do, do you want me to play you? Here we go. Let me play you. Um, you say some of his songs aren't. Uh... Not the far card, please. Not the far. No. Here's the thing, right? So Paul McCartney had. Um, he did a song in about 1970 something called "Give Ireland Back to the Irish," right? Don't know that one. No, it was a naive, you know, political, overt political thing, and it got banned for being too political. So he he then came back with this. Listen to this. song but that's simple yeah it's it's not one of his best one of the john lennon songs that i really like is um how do you sleep 
And that one is about Paul McCartney. I know. Really I've got to say, listen, listen, I know how do you sleep. Of course I know how do you sleep. I also know the version from the film Imagine where he says, how do you sleep, you see? Come in, Paul Ross. Here's the thing, David, right? I am more than happy. To, I'm really enjoying this conversation about Paul McCartney versus John Lennon. And I think it's very easy to knock Paul McCartney. And I do think Paul McCartney is brilliant. Yes. Right? Uh-huh. But I'm just wondering why you're doing it with this American accent. Because I'm waiting for the gag, and there isn't a gag. You genuinely want to talk about Paul McCartney versus John Lennon, but you're also doing it with this silly accent. Hello? Okay. Uh, um, what, 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 you, want, you want me to put on a different accent? Why don't you, why don't you try doing a British accent? Uh, well, there's, there's like a rule that you're not allowed to call twice in one night. <laughs> All right, okay. <laughs> All right, well, thanks very much for your call. People, eh, Paul Ross? Happy Halloween to both of you. Oh, thank you, Paul. You made such an effort on those wonderful costumes. You made such an effort. You look fantastic, both of you. Well, we were dressed up at midnight. We we, we stripped off. You divested, did you? It's over. It's over. It's over. I have got bats in my hair. Why have you? Yeah. Bit of ointment will clear that right up for you. <laughs> I, I love a drum set, man. You're right, Paul. How are you doing? Oh, not too bad. I've got an interesting show. To- oh, by the way, on the Paul McCartney front, um, yeah. I loved um, the song. That, oh, another song of his that was banned by the BBC for the line "I'm going to do it to you. I'm going to shoot you with oh, my body high, 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 yeah. And they flipped it over, and they had that soft reggae sea moon as the hit. Yeah. Sea so moon, in that way, yeah. people, you know, I think they do him a disservice saying he's the white bread beetle because he's not. Because he was in his. He was also the experimental artistic one in the 1960s. Wasn't he, he was the one that introduced Lennon to Yoko Ono because he was yeah. going to all those. Yeah. Art galleries and doing all the yeah, weird Lennon stuff. Lennon was going back to like Weybridge and the stockbroker, yeah. Out, and actually, Paul McCartney was out on the town living a high life, Do, doing the alternative lifestyles. And yeah. that thing is it Barcelona, that weird symphony orchestra thing they did. You can see online oh. for an experimental piece. They only ever did it live. That was all McCartney, I think. I, the thing is, it's so easy to knock McCartney, and and he's, he's done a load of rubbish. But he's been doing it for over 50 years. But You're bound to have some rubbish in there somewhere. But I love things like silly love songs. A beautiful yeah, song. Oh, mate. Don't say goodnight. What's that one? Goodnight tonight? It's goodnight a lovely tonight disco song. It's great. Um, the one from... Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. The one from um, uh, Give My Regards to Broad Street. No More Lonely Nights. Oh, yeah. Come on, yeah. Waterfalls. Man. Don't go jumping waterfalls. Waterfalls is great. I only found that recently. I've still got the 12-inch of that somewhere. Steady. But the, but Lennon, you know, you listen to a lot of Lennon stuff, and he, <laughs> she's gone. But you still allowed to eat sweets on here. Well, you're talking about the Beatles. I've got nothing I, more to I'm say. Gonna, go on. <laughs> what is on your show? Let's see if we can get Kath involved. Go on, on the show tonight. Yes. Yesterday, for many people, was Halloween, but for scientists all over planet Earth, it was Dark Matter Day. Mm. So we're talking to a leading astrophysicist about dark matter. And also, yeah. okay, we understand 4% of the universe. He's going to tell us, this guy. Okay. They reckon 40% is dark matter. They think the other 55% is the even more mysterious dark energy yeah yeah so nobody now, knows anything now i know about this because when Why i went pointing that finger at me when, when i when i <laughs> when i went to new york we went to the the planetarium oh, there, wow. me and the boys and we saw a f- we got to see a film in there you you know you sit back and you watch the film that's that scene of Robert that calls when james dean watches yeah. the film yeah 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 and it was all about it was, inc- oh, it was it was incredible it was all about the universe and it was about this dark energy and this dark matter and they and they and they're just people saying you know, it's, it was Neil deGrasse Taylor, Tyler. He's like a big... He's like their Professor Brian Cox. I'll have to try and get him on the show. I'll get him on. And it was like, um, he's, you know, 55%, 60%, wherever it is, of the universe's dark energy. 
and no one knows what that is. And that's like, wow, that just blows your mind. Fantastic stuff. So they talk- don't know. We're talking about that on the show today. Right. Also, again, if you think you're going to be starved of ghoulies and ghosties and long-leggedy beasties, <laughs> we've got a bit of exclusive. Six months from now, it's been running for three years in Transylvania, yeah. in Sigiswara, which is where they think Vlad Drakel, as he was known, came from. Yeah. Okay, they've now bring it to London. It's July the 9th. Next year, it's Vamp Fest, the oh. International Vampire Film and Arts Festival. Oh. And we've got the organiser on the programme to tell us what's happening in North London, but people are about to come from all over wow. the UK. And there'll be offshoots in Whitby and other places that are kind of relevant. So I'm looking forward to the show. Well, tonight. with Christopher Lee, you weren't allowed to mention Dracula to him. He'd talk about Police Academy 7. He'd talk about Scaramanga, would not talk about Dracula. I've got his version of Wandering Star somewhere oh. that was released as a single. And he was and his book, Tall, Dark and Gruesome, is a lovely read. Yeah. His autobiography, a brilliant chat. Lovely, Special lovely forces. Man, Can you imagine him coming out of the yeah. dark and with a Gurkha knife? He's taller than me. He was taller than me. He um, he did a heavy he? he did a well he did a heavy metal album as well did he yeah he did just before he died about four, three or four years before with he whom? died some pick like, guys Swedish no some Swedish heavy metal band oh. wanted him to do an album because I remember reading in the seventies Bowie wanted to work with him because of his wonderful baritone bass voice yes, I read that yeah Wouldn't I read that been great it's fascinating there's Chris a star man big old Chris um, we are done thank you uh, very much um, I forgot your name. Karen. <laughs> Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Sam. I always remember Sam's name. Shirley Temple of the Good Ship Lollipop there. <laughs> um, we has gone already, that one. She's crunching oh, it. I can never sort them. I have we, to chew them. Uh, <laughs> Stop it. Still on, your, still on your shift. The, the ghoulies are in Paul's show, not in <laughs> our show. We are back tonight at 10. Stick around, though. Paul Ross coming up after the news. Ta-ta.